across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. For those about to talk, we salute you. Talk Radio. Big dear listener, comedy legend Tommy Cannon is going to be on the show in about three minutes' time. Busy show this evening, guys. Um, don't call in for a bit. Let me just chat to Tommy. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. A laugh me a laugh, grin me a grin, and then I know that we can win. Dance me a dance, joke me a joke. And blow the clouds away You gotta play me a tune I sing me a song And we can help us life along Just you and me Come on and see Together we'll be okay Open the door Open your heart And then we got somewhere to start Just turn around Look what we found Today's a brand new I swear to God, this is... I've been so excited, right, since I I knew that we had our next guest coming on. If you had told 10-year-old me, 30 years ago, that I'd I'd be on a radio show, my own radio show, and I'd be uh, inviting Tommy Cannon from Cannon and Ball on... Well, I would have been the coolest kid in the playground. I am so thrilled. I've spent the last week watching Cannon and Ball, a little bit like a stalker, um, on YouTube. I can't... I'm just going to dive straight in. It's Tommy Cannon. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> hey, I'm so thrilled to talk to you. This is... Honestly, this is a dream come true, Tom. Oh, fantastic, mate. It's lovely to talk to you. I've got to be honest, right? When you followed me on Twitter, at the Tommy Cannon, right, yeah. and, and we had a little message, a little private message, and I invited you on, and you said, I'd love to come on. I thought... Yeah. That's a bit too easy. No. So I so I went to your website and I emailed the young lady that runs your website and I said I've got this bloke on Twitter, yeah, pretending to be Tommy Cannon. And she went, oh no no that that really is him. So <laughs> how are you doing, man? You're right. Yeah, I'm great, mate. Yeah, smash it. I have been watching. You've seen on. T- I've been tweeting loads of your stuff. I'm, yeah. I, I I think it's hard. For anybody under the age of, let's say, 30, 35, yeah. to, to remember just how big you two were yeah, on TV in the 70s and the 80s. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those 
things. I mean, even now, you know, we do panto and mums and dads comes and they bring the children yeah. and stuff. And, you know, seven and eight year olds are saying, do you know what? You two are really funny. Why aren't you on telly? <laughs> and it's, it's hard to say, oh, we were on telly before you were born. <laughs> I, um, years and years ago, I lived with a bloke called Mackenzie Crook, who's like, he's, he's quite a famous comedian and writer. Yeah. And we saw a clip of you on the wheel tappers and shunters oh yeah and it's the one where you end with he ain't heavy he's my brother yeah and you carry bobby and we became obsessed with that 10 12 minute routine yeah it was beautiful it was funny it was stupid it it was nonsensical (laughs) and then at the end boom it was heartfelt and wonderful i know i know how did you how did you come up with those acts did you when when you were doing the club let's go back to the beginning how did you two first meet well, uh, well, I'm, we met. I met Bobby at um, a welding factory, um, <clears throat> which is no longer uh, there now. But it was at Borden Trailers, and um, there were 500 men on the shop floor. Yeah, I went there and uh, got a job, and I was waiting by the clock where all the lads clock in and sort of things, and. Um, I was stood there waiting to be assigned to a job, and uh, suddenly Bobby came in, clocked in. He were about ten minutes late, and uh, <laughs> he was the first person to speak to him out of five hundred guys on the fo- shop floor. Isn't that he funny? just said, "Oh, mate," he said, "How are you doing?" I said, "All right, Paul. Yeah, and that were it." And he gone. Um, and it was—I don't know. I—I I have a—I'm great believer in faith. Yeah, and yeah. you know, it was—it was really strange because. Um, you know, we carried on sort of, he was in the welding bay, I was um, a fitter welder, um, and uh, we just sort of hit it off. And um, one day he just said to me, oh, he said, I'm uh, I'm singing at a working men's club, he said, this oh, weekend. Yes. He said, do, I, do you want to come down? And I, went, yeah. I said, I, I said, I will do. And you got to remember now, when he asked me the question of making a double act, yeah. I was absolutely shocked. Yeah. Because, like... You know, all I'd ever wanted to be all my life was a great footballer or a great cricket player or something to do with sport. So you had you had no desire to, to get up on the stage? It wasn't something that was itching at you? He, he no. just asked and you thought, yeah, no, all right, I'll I give it a no go. no desire at all. The only right. time I ever sang was when we went to Blackpool years ago when we won a, we won a League Cup or something, yeah. amateur League Cup. Um, we all went to Blackpool on this coach, which in them days took about four hours. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, if I'd had two or three pints, the lads would always say, come on, Tom, get up and give us a song. Um, but I couldn't do it if I was stone cold sober. And was, you were, you, the, the, the double, the first double act, have I got this right? You were just singers. You two were just yeah, straight singers. We sang, we sang for about, what, before we even went into comedy, we sang for about 12, wow. 13 years. Wow. Yeah, and then and then the only reason we went on to comedy uh, was the fact that we were in a working men's club and we'd done our show and yeah. there was a comedian on with us and um, we go into the committee room to pairs and he's counting out the money and he's <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten pounds to the comedian and we got six. <laughs> and there were two of us. And so I said to the comedian after when we were coming out, I said, hey, I said, how come you got more money than us? I said, there's two of us. He said, you do comedy, Tom. He said, you get more money. Oh, beautiful. And that was it. We started to turn to comedy. So so after 12 years, and what, it was working men's clubs, I guess, were the places you were playing. Well, it were pubs first, and then it were working men's clubs. Um, And then it was, uh, well, what can I say? Then then the nightclubs came into, uh, in the 70s, the nightclubs were an absolute boom because you could work 53 weeks a year. There were that many nightclubs. 
And then at the end of the 70s, it was like somebody switched the lights off. Yeah. All the nightclubs yeah. closed down and they all became discos. Where, who, who are your comedy heroes, Tom? Who, 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 who do you look, look up to? Well, comedy heroes, for me, were all... Funny enough, it's strange, isn't it? But they were all double acts. Yeah. I don't know, like, I can go back with Lollanardi, but Abbott and Lou Costello. Yeah. Uh, all these greats. I mean, I loved Eric and Ernie. Um, it, it was a strange thing with me. I remember going to see Lollanardi sat on an orange box in the cinema and paid two tons to get oh, in. And here's, here's the joy, Tom, right? I grew up watching Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. I've got two boys who are seven and five. Yeah. They love Laurel and Hardy. Some of yeah. those films are nearly, you know, they're a hundred years old. Yeah. And that oh. stuff doesn't age at all, does no, it? It doesn't. It doesn't age because it's family entertainment. Yeah. That's why it doesn't age. You know, we have, we have <laughs> fans now from when we were there. They're now, they're now grandmas and granddads. Yeah. And they're still coming to see us. I, I was with a chap last night. He was an ex-policeman. Lovely fellow. We had a couple of beers together. And uh, he said, Tommy, he said, I came to see you and Bobby, he said, in Bournemouth, he said. I said, blimey, that's years back. He <laughs> said, I'll tell you how long it was. He said, 1977. <laughs> I went, oh, man, I don't believe it. Me and Bobby have been together now 54 years. Blimey. I, see, I mean, it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. How did you... Uh, how quickly? Because I've watched, I've been watching loads of clips mm. over the past the past week or so, yeah. from from like the early early seventies right through yeah. to the you know the eighties and nineties. Yeah, yeah. How quickly did you establish that relationship? I tell you what, because there is one, there's an even earlier wheel tappers and shunters. Mm. You can see the relationship, but yeah. it's not as well defined and developed. The the two characters aren't as well defined no. as it would become a bit later on. Yeah, I mean the thing was we were looking, you know. For Quite a while doing the comedy, we were looking for uh, a character for Bobby because even when I worked with Bob, he was funny. Yeah. And um, it's, it's what you call, you know, he's got funny bones. And so we, we he, he said, look, I'm going to wear a baggy suit, you know, and, <laughs> and I have to tell you, at one time, he used to stand up with the punters yeah. coming in the club. Yeah, yeah, oh, really? Him, you see, because we weren't on telly. <laughs> and he used to say to him, hey, I'm coming to see my mate, he's a big star, he's a singer. Oh, so he'd sit in the audience for the whole thing until you came on? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And, then, and then he used to come from the audience with a camera <laughs> around his neck. Hey, can I take a picture, Tommy? I love Tommy, he's my, he's my hero. And, and that's how that's how it started to form this friendship thing, you know. Um, it was, um, I mean, I have to tell you, yeah. Ian, the, the amount of times that I've been battered over the hell with Ed, whether a woman's brolly or a woman's handbag, <laughs> I can't tell you. We were in we were in St Peter's Square, and we were doing a song called um, "Let Your Braces Dangle." <laughs> yes. And this woman was looking at me. With hatred, and I'm singing this song, and I'm thinking, wonder what's wrong with her. <laughs> we, we finished the song, we got this round of applause. There were like about 500 people in the square, and as I'm walking past her, she whacked me with this bike. No. Oh, on top of me head, and she kept whacking me. I said, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" She said, "You, I hate you. You, oh, you're horrible person. You're always bullying Bobby." And I said, no, no, listen, love, it's an act. It's an act! Yeah, I don't mean it. I don't mean to, you know. And so, you know, them sort of things have gone on. I think I'm the only act that's been hated for 54 years. <laughs> well, there's, uh, there's, a, there's a few I could name, but I won't. When yeah. did you, when did you, when did the, 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 the huge break happen? When did you suddenly get the, 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 the L, LWT series, the ITV well, series? 
funnily enough, the LWT series, there was a man by the name of David Bell who's now died, God bless him. Yeah. And David Bell, we went up into Scotland uh, to do some, uh, we did a theatre show, that was it, and there was a big uh, Scottish um, star on the show. He was massive in Scotland, but he never came down to England. Yeah. So he's, he's on the bill, and Bobby, and we're on supporting him. So we go on, and this chap is stood in the corridor as we come off, going back to the dressing room. And he stood there and he said, very nice boys. And that's all he said to us, last we've seen of him. Through the years, we'd had Michael Gray come yeah. looking at us and always the same now. Yeah, they're good, but they're not ready yet. Yeah. And we, and we uh, auditioned in, uh, at the Prince of Wales Theatre in London uh, for Michael Gray in the bar with a guy on a piano oh, uh, wow. for the Sasha Distel show. And we got the same reply again. Yes, they're very good, but Sasha Distel comes from the audience, so no, we can't use them. <laughs> uh, it was all there was sort of things, but we didn't realise that uh, Michael had also been to nightclubs unknowns to us. Right, okay. Uh, snuck in. to keeping an eye on us. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we got a, a, a contract with uh, LWT, and would you believe the man we met in Scotland years back was the head of Life Entertainment. Was he really? David Bell. How yeah. funny. Yeah, and he helped us tremendous, because, as you can well imagine, in cabaret and yeah. in clubs... You're, you're all over the stage, you know, because you, you, you're trying to grab the audience because they're drinking and they're eating. Oh, and of course, you've got to so work hard. This, and so when we went into television, we'd such a lot to learn because we had marks to walk to. Yeah. We never had marks to walk to, and, and we had to stay on them because of the cameras. <laughs> and it was a really, really enough, weird experience. I, I did a, Bell made it happen for us. I did a series at that building years about 15 years ago. They just announced today they're selling that building, the LWT building. Yes getting rid of it yeah so much history in there oh there's so much history i can't tell you and and of course in them days as well you had the same crew yeah yeah of course in week out same makeup girls it were like a massive family uh and and of course things have changed now everybody like works for themselves you know um i i see what surprised me watching some of the old sketches How long they go on for? Yeah, no. because now, now, thanks, I guess, to the far show. If a sketch is more than ninety seconds, it, it feels like it's dragging. I watched that. I mean, I'm, and I remember this as a kid, and yeah. I remember the punchline, and I remember rolling on the floor in hysterics. And even my old man went, "Yeah, that was good. That was." And he, you know, <laughs> that was good. That was the, yeah. the invisible snooker table. Oh, oh mate, and it's it's nine minutes long. I know it is, but do you notice? When the snooker show's all over, yeah, and Steve is stood at the side of us, yeah, and we're taking a bow, right? Yeah, look at it again because he's stood there taking a bow, still holding the invisible <laughs> cue. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> it's and I, and I, it's funny, isn't it? Because sometimes you go back and you look at stuff that you laughed at when you were yeah. when you were younger, yeah. and you go. Well, it's kind of cute, yeah. and it's... Yeah. Uh, mate, I, honestly, I was showing it to my producer, Catherine. I yeah. was... It, we were both in hysterics. That <laughs> snooker sketch yeah, doesn't... Well, we, it, do a, we do we, we do another routine live, uh, and I take Bobby on at table tennis. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and in a live show. Already and, it's funny! Already. Yeah, oh, it's funny. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How much fun was it? I mean, obviously a lot of work, mm. but how much fun was it doing those shows? Did, did were you enjoy able fun. to enjoy it while you were doing yeah, it? Yeah, it was it was all fun. It was unbelievable. Uh, I can't tell you how 
if you like, how, how well we were looked after at LWC. Yeah. Uh, because they knew that we were we'd come from clubs and you know we hadn't we hadn't got that experience it was the same when we did a theatre the first theatre we did yeah. uh, was Bradford Alhambra Theatre and the silence frightened us to death because <laughs> there's no drinking no nothing they just sat down yeah they, 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 it's a proper theatre for a proper That's show right. yeah so we walked out and we, we were stumbling good evening the noise had gone and it was absolutely frightening I mean like anything eventually you get used to doing the theatres and of course after you've done the theatres no you don't want to go back to a rowdy yeah. audience yeah anymore. yeah yeah um, there was there was another sketch as well that I'd forgotten about but people remind the, the one with Rick Mayle yeah, Rick. And it, do you know what? Well, I was, uh, I, again, we were in hysterics. I watched it three times in a mm. row, Tom, honestly, because there yeah. were so many different little things happening. Yeah. And I had forgotten how surreal your show was. You know the joke at the end, don't forget the door. I won't forget yeah. it. And you pick the door up and walk out of it. I know. It's, it was, <laughs> it's, it's, because a lot of people compare Vic Reeves and Bob Mortar with Morecambe and Wise. Yeah. I think they owe a lot more to you after watching a load of stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, most double X, uh, there's always, there's always the sort of straight guy comic. Yeah. It's always sort of been that way. I think Bob and I had a, and we still have got this strong relationship, you know, where um, when <laughs> when he's on stage with me, I feel like he's my little brother. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there's that, there's that bond there that, you know, we started with absolutely uh, one car between us, yeah. uh, struggling like a lot of acts did in them days and everything. And, you know, uh, it, it's amazing. We've all, I have to tell you this too, oh, Ian. Yeah. We've just been awarded oh. the uh, legend double act in comedy television. Fantastic. Come on. Well yeah. done. Well done. September. Well deserved as well. Yeah. We've just been awarded that, yeah. Do by you, the variety club. Do you ever fit I I've got this theory and tell me if you think I'm way off mm. the mark, right? Yeah. If you'd been on BBC One Yeah. You'd have been knighted, or you'd, you know, uh, you, you'd have, you'd have a lot more respect, I think, than yeah. perhaps you do. Yeah, I think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I listen. I totally agree with you because the strangest thing of all is when we left um, LWT, um, BBC actually wanted us, and whatever went on between management and yeah. uh, whatever, we we don't really know because we went to Yorkshire Television. Mm. From, from LWT, uh, and started doing sort of, I don't know, we started doing things that we, we weren't known for. We did a situation comedy. Yeah, and yeah. A, I don't know. You did a game show as well or something, didn't we you? We did a game yeah. show, yeah, which, once again, um, it was a really weird time, mm. a really difficult time. Um, and then, of course, uh, Yorkshire Television um, started to close down. Yeah. So there's not a lot done from Yorkshire Television anymore. But, I mean, we've had a fantastic career, you know. I was only saying to Bob, uh, it was Bob that rang me up only yesterday or the day before and said, we've been awarded legendary comics <laughs> of TV. I said, oh, fantastic. That's un unbelievable. So, And to get it while you're still alive, Tom, as well. <laughs> That's the bonus. You normally get those things when you've stuffed it. <laughs> Um, You're not wrong. <laughs> I've got... Uh, it, what was funny about watching these clips, right, is um, 
I, c- I can see the, 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 the sketches appeal to adults, mm. but you can see why they appeal to kids as well. And you were, people were doing all the catchphrases in the playgrounds, yeah. you were in, you yeah. had a comic strip in Looking Magazine, yeah. and we it's were. because, it, it, it's like, you're sort of the stern uncle, yeah. and Bobby, and you know, yeah. Bobby's like a, like a lunatic nine-year-old. That, that's that's exactly it, yeah. I mean, you know, when... <laughs> I don't think we realised that just, you know, in them days... And I don't think you do, because we were... We were in the days. I mean, yeah, we used to do, like... We'd, we'd do a, a Christmas pantomime, then we'd do a spring tour, then we'd do a 20-odd 20-odd week summer season, and in between that we'd probably do uh, a summer uh, special yeah. on TV. Yeah. We'd do a Christmas special, summer season... Autumn tour back into Panda, and we did that for about twelve years. Yeah, oh, it's relentless and exhausting. Mm, It was, but but when I think back, it was so good. It was so good. You know, we enjoyed it. I couldn't tell you at that time. I don't think we could have had a better job. It was brilliant. Um, I've got a soft spot for the boys in blue as well. The movie, if I remember correctly, it didn't do as well as perhaps you would have wanted it to. No, when. I suppose Boys in Blue was a Will Ayers yeah. old movie, um, and it was recommended to us, and we were shown it, uh, and we said, well, come on, let's do it, let's, let's give it a go. Um, it was, um, how can I say, as a video, it was up there with the best. Yeah, yeah. As a movie, yeah. to, for the general public to go and see, I think it was seen, but mostly, I think, by Canada Ball fans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they loved it. Um, and I have to tell you, I, I play it now and again, and I put it on, and I think to myself when I see it, I think, do you know, it weren't that bad. No, it's not. It I was watching it tonight. Bad. There were some good bits. And I mean, the, the actors that we had with us, you they got, were legendary. You've got John Pertwee in there, you've got Roy Kinnear, Suzanne Danielle. Uh, yeah, I mean, they were legendary people, so yeah. it was great for me and Bob because we were in awe of them people and we learned, we, but they taught us so much. You're still working, I, and I know yeah. you're still working. How, how, what, what, how many shows are you doing a year now, Tom? What, well, what kind of do, stuff are you up to? We just finished um, a 12-night tour with a play, Bob. We, uh, it's really funny. We do a, it's, like in, uh, it's set in a dressing room with another door on the side that leads us out into the audience to do our show, to oh, do a okay. Cannon and Ball show, oh, yeah. or to do a uh, Stu Francis or a Johnny Canson show, because they're on the show with us. But yeah. the first half is all about the banter that goes on in dressing rooms oh, when you come in. Beautiful. You know, oh, it's cool, switch the light on, and then Johnny Canson will come in, and then Stu, and then Bob will come in, and all that. So it's a play written around our variety oh, shows. fantastic. Yeah, and it's a really good show, and um, we some more dates are going in in summer. Yeah. We're, uh, got, we've got, um, what have we got to do? Well, we've got to do, um, we've got f- five or six gigs in, um, March. Yeah. Uh, then we get a break again. Uh, we don't know yet. Oh, yeah, we think, we think, I suppose I shouldn't be telling you this, but oh, I will. I think we're going to go to the North Pier in Blackpool. Oh, beautiful. In, in the summer. Beautiful. Yeah, so, yeah, we're still busy. We do panto every year, you know, um, so, yeah, we're still doing okay. Um, I, I, I've got to tell you, man, when I said that you were coming on the show... Yeah. 
we had the biggest response out of any of the guests I've had. The affection that is out there for oh, you, and, I, and I'm sure you're aware of it, but I, want, I just want you to know, because we don't tell. I don't think we tell our kind of heroes and our comedians how much we love them. The affection yeah. that is out there for you, Tom, and, and for Thanks, Bobby, mate. it is absolutely overwhelming. Yeah, well, you know, I get, get a lot of followers on Twitter, you know, saying, we're going to start a campaign to get you back on telly, and I think it's absolutely <laughs> lovely. If I, 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 listen, I, I did a minor TV show years ago, and people yeah. say to me, why don't you go back on TV? And I think, oh, yeah, it's that easy. Mm. I'll, I'll phone up Channel 4 tomorrow, and remind, <laughs> it, it don't work like that, unfortunately, you does know, it? Cause... It doesn't, it doesn't. It, it's a strange, um, it's a strange, uh, what can I say? It's a, it's a strange media now, TV. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, it's sort of like you get a lot of um, sort of you get a, a clutch of people all doing the same thing. You know, they'll they'll do sort of a, a show in the morning, then they'll go and do a quiz yeah. show, and yeah, then yeah, they'll yeah. do something else, and then they'll go and do another quiz show. And all the and shows, it's the same sort of clutch of people that do it. All the shows are made by fifteen-year-old children. Honestly, it's yeah. you go in for. I, d- I don't really get many meetings. You go in no. for a meeting though, and it's kids. Yeah, no, listen, here's a, here's a true, here's a true for you, right? Yeah, go on. I mind you rang up, um, London Palladium for, to go on to the London Palladium, uh, show. Yeah. Right from the London Palladium. Yeah. And a, uh, producer or whoever it was, was querying our manager. He said, do you think, um, do you think the boys are still up to doing the wall <laughs> routine? And, uh, Phil said, well, yeah, he said they, they do it in Panto. He said, I, I, I think they're up to it. And I, I, what's his name? I spoke to him. I said, I said, oh, I said, you, you don't think we're up to it? I said, I tell you what. I said, <laughs> for every year I'm older than you. I said, give me a yard start. I said, and I'll leave you for dead. <laughs> well, he went, mm, yeah, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, needless to say, we didn't get the show. <laughs> but, but it's just, it's just one of those things. I think people think when you get to a certain age, yeah, you've had it. No, but they... Bob and I are still. They do, song we're still doing. People do think that, and I think, you know, funny is funny. Yeah, and, 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 and what you've totally. got is unique, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't date, man. It no. doesn't date at all. No, it doesn't. And I, I listen, <laughs> to, to try to get, um, Tom and Bob on TV, our manager does a great job. Yeah. He goes out there, he goes and has meetings. And what about Cannon the Ball? And they go, uh, Cannon and who? Yeah, I know, and that breaks my heart. Yeah. It breaks yours more than it does mine. <laughs> Tom, uh, listen, I, I could chat to you all night. I'm going to let know, you go because um, I, I know you're getting on a bit, Tommy. I don't. Th- <laughs> I'm teasing. I've got to have my eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I've just had some Andrew's liver salts, and I'm, <laughs> I'm worried I've had too much. Anyway. Uh, listen, I'm gonna uh, keep in touch, Tom. I'm will, gonna uh, me, me and my producer Catherine. We're gonna come and see one of your shows this year, Fantastic. and we'll come and, we'll come and say hello afterwards. Yeah, let us know when you come in. Yeah, we will do, man. And, right, and, and thank you for the laughs, Tom. No worries, mate. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much indeed. Actual proper comedy legend Tommy Cannon, as nice as I'd imagined, nicer. Oh God, I've got I've got a little crush. I've got a little crush on Tommy Cannon. I hope you enjoyed that, dear listener, as much as I did. Well, I could, honestly, I could have spoken to... I hardly scraped the surface. And I've got no questions written out. I've got nothing. Didn't I didn't go on Wikipedia. I didn't. All I did was watch the sketches and watch the film. That's it. That's all I did. And you just talk... And that guy, he's got stories pouring out of him. Barely touched the surface. Man, okay. Um, listen, um, uh, busy show tonight. You can start calling in now if you want. 0344 
499-1000 is the phone number. Uh, 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 Dredge, who's a regular contributor to the show, sent me a brilliant question for tonight. He's, it, and I think this is great. Because I can only think... I, I, I bet there are only about five people that fit this criteria. People that can make you laugh without doing anything. Because Bobby Ball... You watch those Bobby Ball clips. In a lot of them, he's just stood there with his hands on his on his side, looking. Not doing anything. And you're laughing out loud. The other one, Tommy Cooper... Frankie Howard, yeah, Frankie Howard could do it with just a look. Frankie Howard could have me giggling with just a look. That's three. Any more? Any more for any more? You said you want topics, Eric Morecambe. There we go, four. It's got to be one more. It, I mean, it's such a skill to get an entire audience laughing without saying a word. It's a gift, isn't it? I tell you what, you want topics, you got topics. There's your topic. 0344 499 1000. You can, of course, with this show, as always, call in about absolutely anything you want. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, man alive. You've just tuned in. You've missed Tommy Cannon. It will go out as a special podcast tomorrow. Uh, Catherine joins me in the studio. Mm-hmm. What? I mean, I, I don't want I don't to do it. It's not like, you know, it's not Stan Laurel, you know. But flipping heck, I grew up, we weren't allowed to watch many ITV shows, but I grew up watching that and you'd go into school the next day, everyone yeah. would be doing the rock on, Tommy. That was Saturday night with granddads. Yeah. You know, and everyone was watching it. And they, I mean... I meant, I wanted to ask, they got like 20 odd million viewers. 20 odd million viewers. More. You know, uh, they had a comic strip in Looking Magazine. It's just insane to think how big they were. The other thing is, you know, watching it up north, seeing two lads from up north on yeah. the television, you know, you can't. Was it, was it a bit of a thing? It was a big deal, yeah. you know, hearing people with, with an accent a bit like you. I mean, not the yeah. same, but, you know, not a southern accent on the telly. And we were watching, I kept, I kept, you were trying to work yesterday, I kept saying, oh, watch this clip, watch, watch this, <laughs> this sketch. And, and they were all just delightful. Yeah. Apart from the, the, the song about the Pakistanis. But, no, but that was so But that, that, I mean, that, that Rick Mail clip, it is just insane. And Rick Mail and Bobby Ball trying to outdo each other. And you can see, you know, the buds of different characters yeah. that Rick Mail would end up, you know, yeah. impersonating for the rest of his career. And the snooker sketch, honestly, it's nine minutes long, right? If you've got, no, it doesn't feel like nine minutes. And I, I haven't seen it since it went out in... 1982 i think so i'd have been nine and i remembered the payoff i remembered the payoff perfectly i remember thinking it was my dad going yes it was very clever it was very good that and um and, and basically the uh, canon and um davis tommy cannon and steve davis are pretending there's an invisible snooker and table. it's really serious yeah, yeah they're taking it really seriously because they the chalk win, in the queue and everything they want to win some money off bobby and there's a brilliant bit and bobby's like what, what are you doing what are you doing <laughs> and he knows there's not a table there but there's a brilliant bit where he goes to punch steve davis and tommy cannon and blocks him so bobby ball runs around this invisible <laughs> snooker table and then tries to get him like that something else that really jumped out me watching those i mean and they are old clips now that's the oh, shocking thing they're yeah. really old clips how young they both were yeah. they were both younger than us in those pictures yeah yeah and yeah because i remember tommy still doing that act and he must have been 50 60 years yeah. old and but when you see him doing it as a young man he was so cute, you know. He was really yeah, cute. Yeah. He was had a wicked glint in his eye. There was some, there was an extra something going and on. And there's a weird thing, and I I must admit I bought into it. Okay, uh, so I put my hand up and I bought into it, and maybe, um, where 
that kind of comedy became perceived as naff yeah. and dated. And it is. Everything Everything has its is, is of its time, and then you move on to the next thing, and then you move on to the next thing, which looks back to two things. You know, I, I, and, it, you know, I was one, probably one of the ones that bought into th- buying it would look naff, and the, and the, the um, you know, the bow ties and the dress suits and all of that stuff. It's you mean the crushed bit, velvet? It's a bitch. I, I thought it was a bitch. <laughs> but it's not. It's not. It's brilliant. And it's, it is funny you know they are both so funny the thing is you 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 get a sense of perspective right so yeah of course every generation thinks that what they're laughing at is funnier and cleverer cleverer than what their parents were laughing at but then you look at some of the stuff we were laughing at in the 1990s it ain't funny anymore is it and then you look back at what they were doing you think oh hang on a minute there was a vein there running through and also the hours of experience 12 years as a singing double act before they 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 cottoned on that they might make more money doing comedy what is it who's the gentleman i interviewed him uh, it's got curly hair malcolm gladwell malcolm gladwell tipping point the tipping point man he wrote a book about tipping oh, point right. malcolm he's an american um uh, i interviewed him for the one show um and it was an embarrassing interview because he's like this great intellectual and we're doing like a 30 second interview with him for the one show and he has this theory that to get supremely good at something You've got to put in 10,000 hours, which is why the Beatles was seemed to be so good so quickly, because they, they played thousands of yeah, hours in Germany. when they started Germany. out, they were ropey, and they were told to max shall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they literally, literally thousands of hours in Germany, you know. Um, and, and, and the same with that. You've done 12 years as singers, so that's however many hundreds of hours. Then you've got, then you've got the years as, as, as comedians getting nowhere. So you, the, just the hour, the time, if you, the time that you put into that, you get all these skills. But the thing is, these days, they're not given the chance to do that. No, no. Well, it, well things like you... X Factor, I mean, there's not an equivalent for comedy. Oh, actually, there is, because you will get producers that go to comedy clubs, and they'll, they'll, they'll pick up kids who are 19, 20, excuse me, 21 years old, you Doesn't know. does Radio 2 do a young comedian? Yeah. Thing? And um, there, there used to be like a thing in stand-up that if you went on, if you only had a 10-minute set, a 20-minute set, and you went on TV and did it, well, then that set was killed because everyone had seen it. Yeah. But um, th- they don't seem to worry about that anymore. And so people will just go on. And, and, when, when, and that, that brilliant line he was saying, Michael Gray saying, they're good, they're not ready. And that's brilliant. They're good, but they're not ready. But that wasn't the end of it. Do you know what? These days, they're good, they're not ready. They would never get looked at again. No, no. Oh, man. I've got calls coming. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. We call you back. Um, I, I just, I, I just think we, we, Catherine and I have kind of come to this uh, sort of semi-unspoken agreement that, um, we want to, no, we have spoken about it. We want to salute, you know, 2016 was such a big year for people dying, you know, uh, and, and heroes and, and stuff that we grew up watching and stuff. I think I, I want to look these people in the eye literally or metaphorically and just say thank you man like the end i was being sincere thank you for the laughs i wish we got paul daniels on this show i wish we 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 got paul sat on that sofa doing you know doing some card tricks for us and i would have loved that he would have loved that and we never got the chance to do it so i'm determined now to get as many of let's call them um uh, acts of a certain generation and i don't that might sound a bit disparaging and rude i don't mean it to no we're not sort of trying to 
going to do an extension to God's waiting room. No, in here, but, but they're, they're older, and you know, you, you, who knows what's going to happen? You know, who knows what? Steve Hewlett died at fifty-six, fifty-eight, I think it was. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? You know, let's get these people that we love, and instead of after they've died, going, oh God, they were so great, and you have a night, you know, BBC Four does a whole night dedicated to the co- comedy of, of Cannon and Ball, or you know. Cause Let's you do know it that, now, right? Because you know that will happen. Yeah. In the meantime, Tommy Cannon's sitting at home, yeah. knowing that there are executives yeah. there who don't have a flipping clue. Let's who he do is. it now. Let's get these people. Let's shake their hands. Let's pat them on the back. Let's lift them above our heads and say, "You people are funny. You people are brilliant songwriters. You people are brilliant singers." Let's say it to them. Why? Let's celebrate their lives while they're still alive. Love that. We got phone calls, and I should shut up. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee. Late Night Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Uh, you can watch the show on Periscope, periscope.tv slash Ian Lee. I'm stood up for some... I'm a little bit buzzy tonight. Partly the medication. Partly, partly the Andrews. Partly the Andrews liver salts. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to be careful with that. Partly the buzzy talking to Tommy Cannon. <laughs> oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Late Nights with Ian Lee. Cleo! Hey! Mate, I'm buzzing. That was class. I'm like proper grinning like a little. Oh, mate, in- you and me oh. both. It's just, honestly, 10 year old me has been well looked after this <laughs> evening. Wasn't he just as delightful? <laughs> and I could have spoken to him all night, Cleo. He I was. Could've, I could have listened all night, mate. That was, I'm. I'm I've got the sloppiest grin on my face, I can't believe it. <laughs> Good, and there's loads of people <laughs> saying, like, listen, if you're, t- if you're tweeting me to say that was great, brilliant, include at the Tommy Cannon, because that will make yes. his night to see those tweets, at the Tommy Cannon, because uh, uh, the best response I've had in ages to an interview, uh, include <laughs> him, at the Tommy Cannon, because it, it will blow him away, I know it will. It was mint, totally mint. I, even when I was a kid, I had, um... Uh, rock on Tommy braces. Yeah, he had rock on Tommy on them. <laughs> wow! <laughs> but now, every, thing is, everybody, was, everybody who's ever worn a pair of braces has done that. Has done the rock on Tommy. <laughs> I mean, everybody's done it. You can't put on a pair of braces and not do rock on Tommy. And my brother even used to pull them and release them. <laughs> God, like Tommy used to. Well, and I hope you squealed. Ah, oh, me piggy nipples. <laughs> me piggy nipples. <laughs> 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 it was like I was, I was thinking, like, did they get any money from the merch from them or what? I don't know. Oh, that's you know, <laughs> a really like... good question. We're gonna do. We're gonna listen. We're gonna. We're gonna. I'm not. I'm not letting them go. We're gonna follow this up, uh, uh, Claire. Yeah. Me and Kath are gonna go and see him. At, whether it be it's in Blackpool, I'd love to go and see him in Blackpool. Proper old school. I mean, yeah. Uh, but we'll we'll go and see them, and we'll we'll see if we can get an interview with both of them as well at some oh, point. That'll see be if we blind can do a, nice, that, like... a nice little Cannon and Bull special. I'll be blinding, blinding, and your idea about celebrating. Um... People who are still knocking around, that's a class idea. I need to find, I, I, I want to find a way of phrasing it that doesn't sound quite like, well, we think you're going to die soon, <laughs> so we want to say, well done. Because that's what it sounds like, and I guess to an extent that's what it is, so I, I, need, I need to kind uh, of get the vocabulary to just say, you, you know, to make it sound less we'll like We'll just say that, that we're celebrating yeah. classic, classic entertainers. But then classic makes it sound like a classic car, you yeah. know, and it's... Well, I'd rather be a classic car than an old banger. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know, maybe... You know, I mean, we've got we, we've got Bernie Cl- we're uh, talking to Bernie Clifton tomorrow. That'll go out later in the week, oh, which is God. excellent. We've got to play a song. Bernie has insisted we play a song from his album, "The Voice of Bernie Clifton," which I'm holding. He's as mad as a box of frogs. Oh, in, mate! I'm, well, I met him when I was nine years old 
Um, uh, at the same, he was on the same episode of Swap Shop that I was in the audience for, that the Carpenters were on, um, and Bernie Clifton was there, and I got a signed, uh, a signed photo of Bernie Clifton, I think, so, The um, Carpenters? Yeah, mate, the Carpenters. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm old enough, I've seen the Carpenters. I've sat probably about four foot away from Karen Carpenter. Bloomin' Nora. Yeah, I know. Suddenly I'm cool, huh, kids? <laughs> yeah, you are, you They gave away... They ca- they didn't sing. They played a video, I think, for their Beachwood 46789 song. And uh, they they did one bit together. Then they went off. And then they ca- then she came back. Um, and he didn't come back because he had a migraine. Drugs. Um, and they gave... <laughs> <laughs> they, you, you know, they gave away an Astro Wars. Do you remember Astro Wars? Oh! They gave away. <laughs> that's the noise that says he remembers. What it means is they rocked up and they didn't have anything to give away. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I used to love that. They gave away an Astro Wars. And Bernie Clifton was on the same one. And so was Sarah Brightman. And I i couldn't go and ask her for an autograph because I thought she was too beautiful. She was. Have you ever watched an Astro Wars video on YouTube? Mm, no. Why would I do Dude, that? Just for the noise. Well, <laughs> I remember it. I remember that halfway through the game it said good, didn't it? The score changed to good. <laughs> like, and I yay. thought that my Astro Wars were broken because my mum had bashed it with a door. And I went, oh, you've broken it now! <laughs> and she went, no, it's saying good. You're doing good. It's like, oh, yeah, wicked. And you get the, um... <laughs> Did you have that that those um the, the, the adapters that you had well, to plug in? Of little L- like like, like it was like a swastika. It was like a, a electric electric <laughs> swastika. It had like about six different fittings coming off the side, and you, yes. and you plugged into the socket. An electric swastika. Great name for a band. Brave, bold <laughs> name for Not a band. Not these days. It's becoming very usual. Milo. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen um Milo's logo? No. Oh, right, no. Look at his statement where he says he's quit from Breitbart, right? Mm. By the way, guys, everyone, everyone's celebrating and dancing on the grave of Milo, right? Yep. This ain't nothing. He's going to go and work for Trump. That's my prediction. And the book will still get published, okay? Um, and he'll, he'll come out and talk about how he was sexually abused. Uh, it, it, don't worry, he'll turn this around. But yeah. his logo, the first thing I looked at it was I thought, knob. <laughs> then I thought, swastikas. It, and, it, mm. and it's not, but there's just something in the font, in the typeface, in the, the I mean, the fact he's got, he's got his own logo, I think, sums up the noncing little Nazi quite well. But, um, it, 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 it's just something about it that you think, oh, that's a bit. That's a bit I weird. feel a bit like that at the Twitter moments, um, logo thing with the... Yeah. Oh, Have Twitter, you seen it? Twitter, well, the, 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 the like light, the Flash. The Flash. Yeah. It's it like this David like, Bowie. Yeah, it looks a bit... Uh, you yeah. think it looks a bit SS? A little bit, yes. A little bit, um... Well, I thought, well... I thought, I thought it was like, um, the, the Ziggy Stardust. But also, you talk about the SS, of course, KISS, the KISS logo, mm, it yeah. looks like SS. And in Germany, they're not allowed to use that logo. They have to have, um, smooth S's. Because oh. it's reminiscent oh. of that. Now, they say it's not SS, but it, the, the, it was logo was d- designed by Ace Frehley, the guitarist, who, um, did collect a lot of Nazi oh, memorabilia. But there's a lot of flirting with Nazism in rock and roll. David Bowie, when he yeah. was, he had a, there's a picture of him giving a Zeke Heil. There, there is a, there was a period in about 76, 77 when he's talking about 
about how what we need is a Führer. We need a powerful Führer to come and take control of everybody. And fascism is the answer. So there's, you know... Was that him trying to co- court controversy? No, though? that was him off his gourd on cocaine. Oh, yes. This was at the same time that he lived in L.A. This is how nuts he was, right? Cocaine halluc- hallucinations are crazy. This is how nuts he was. He lived in this apartment, in a hotel room in cocaine, uh, in Los Angeles, on cocaine. And he, there were symbols, like mystic symbols drawn all over the wall, and he'd drawn a door into the wall, and he believed that if he, at the right time of the night, and if he recited the right things, and, you know, he could pass through that door into another dimension. Ah, magic portals, <laughs> eh? <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? I, d- yeah, I don't man. like David Bowie's music, but I do like reading about, about David Bowie. And also, I... I I heard a David Bowie song I liked. Oh, really? And I heard it before. Oh. I know it. It's a good, it's a famous song. I Bowie me. I heard it and I went, oh, I quite like this. I think he's written some belters, but I've never well, been yeah. mad on him, though. And it's it's a good introduction be... as well. Shall I sing the introduction, Claire? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the dog, I love you so. Wow, yow. Boo, 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 dad band do you know what i mean he was you know Tim machine well no wrong with dad band no but what i'm saying is he was like someone, he was like ocean color scene wasn't he he was just a I little bit color scene. you do not you do not well I, i'm sort of uh, uh, <laughs> no uh, one no one loves ocean color scene some uh, people some people, mind. some people <laughs> like the album well. some people like the album mosley shoals but nobody loves the ocean color scene you'll be telling me the lighthouse family is good now no, I think you might have to stay outside and have a word about yourself <laughs> that one. So. Well, well, not even that Did one. Did we get no. to the point of your call? Yes. Thanks for calling, well, that's caller. That's a novelty. Uh, yeah. That's a novelty. <laughs> um, who's, who's this? Hey. Hey. I love the Tommy Can interview. Absolutely brilliant. He was great, wasn't he? What a nice, nice man. Uh, what a humble man. And uh, boy, we, you know, we should all be as uh, as as gracious as he is. Yeah, one of my favourite comedians, him and Bobby Ball. Yeah, Cannon and Ball, as, as, as we came to know and love them. I grew up watching them on a Saturday night. Yeah. And they did a game show as well. They, you mentioned the game show, and I, 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 I vaguely remember it, and I vaguely remember it not working particularly well, because that's not what they were. Cannon and Ball's casino. That's, that was it, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was a bit of a gamble which didn't pay off. Wasn't it? There was a great um, documentary series that was a little bit pee-takey about seven years ago. I think it was, was it called The Comedians? And it followed Bernie Clifton, The Crankies, Stu Francis and Leo Sayer. Do you remember that? No. It's a yeah, great series. Good. Leo Sayer, a comedian. Well, this is the, he acted like one in it. Uh. And it was a little, it, it, the tone, it was a good show, but the tone of it was, Look at these people from a long time ago as they struggle on their failing careers. That was the kind of tone of it. Wow. Um, and it was a shame. But I would genuinely, I would pay top dollar to see uh, either a, a sketch, 
imagine a sketch show where it's it's can you got Cannon and Ball, you got Bernie Clifton, you got these people just doing sketches or or something, something. I'd a fly, I'd watch a fly on the wall documentary following Cannon and Ball around for six episodes. Why don't they do a, a live at the Apollo with all these guys? Oh, mate, you know, that would be Michael McIntyre's Comedy Roadshow. And instead of going, right, tonight we've got, you know, uh, that, that blonde Sarah lad. Milligan. We, yeah, we said we've got Sarah, well, Sarah, she's good, but instead of saying we've got we've that... We've got another kid in Russell a T-shirt. Howard. We haven't yeah. got Russell Howard. Uh, we were going to have... Well, yeah, wait, who puts the chocolate on the pillows? I don't know. Uh, right, we were going to have Russell Howard, but it's got the ball! And then they come out, and they would absolutely slay it. They would slay. It's like when Slade, when Slade, I was watching this great documentary about Slade, right? And Slade went off the boil and they were, they, they, um, hadn't had a hit. Their last gig was them miming at something and they went, you know what? This ain't working. It's over. Let's, and they quit. And like the day, and, and uh, Dave Hill, the guitarist, was gonna start, <laughs> and he, I think he started it, a company where he would rent him and his Rolls Royce out as like a limousine and you could hire dave hill and like a week after that their manager phoned up and said look i've got you a gig guys i think you should do it and if it goes well you know and it was someone the headlining band had pulled out of reading the reading festival and they gave it to slade and slade were like well it's like a hundred thousand people they're not going to hear us and they went on stage and the first couple of songs they're getting bottles chucked at them and they're getting f off slade three songs in Everybody was singing. Everybody and was you know singing. Why? Because they know how to work a crowd. Because yeah. they've earned their spurs. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because thank you, Alan. Because they've put in the hours yeah. and they've got the tunes. Cannon a ball. They've put in the hours. They've got the gags. When he says, "Oh yeah, we we do a, a table tennis," th- I was laughing at the thought of them pretending to play table tennis. Yeah. You could just imagine the ball whizzing past Bobby Ball, and he's going, "What happened?" You know, I hit it. No, you didn't. It's gone past. I, you're right. If, 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 imagine if imagine if someone had the balls, the gajones at the BBC to do that. But it would be like, okay, they've been doing it for a while now. You mentioned Slade there. It's not actually unusual these days for someone, a veteran artist, to headline a big yeah. festival. Yeah, 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 no, Dolly no, Parton does yeah. it. It's not, yeah. it's not even... It's not even f- for a laugh anymore. Yeah. These people come on and they start selling records again yeah. because it's a whole other generation. Why hasn't someone realised that, that comedy can work that way as well? Should we uh, listen? Uh, we're not going to change the uh, the will of TV people. I know that much. But but let's uh, and we're not going to you know turn their careers around. It sounds like their careers are chugging along beautifully. But let's just get our thinking caps on and just wouldn't it be nice if if there was something if there was something we could do? I don't know. I don't know. Um, dear listener, you can call in tonight. You want topics? You got topics? I tell you a topic. Um, people that can make you laugh without doing anything. We've got four so far. I will recap them after the news. Um, oh, when have you helped out a brother? I helped a brother out today in the hairdressers. I'll tell you about that. Uh, but you know the score. Just because we are easing topics back into the show at the request of some of you, um, it doesn't mean you have to call in about the aforementioned topics you know how this show works you can call in about absolutely anything you want it can be in the news it can be something that happened to you today it can be about tommy cannon it can be it can be absolutely anything you want there is not a radio show like this anywhere in the world and it may not be here forever so come and get it while it's hot now's a good time to call got no calls lined up Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. The way it works is you phone up, you'll speak to either Ed or Catherine. They will take your name and number. They will call you back, and I will speak to you after the news. 
Talk Radio. What an action-packed hour. Two more to go. Give us a call now. 0344 499 Come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Now, tomorrow tonight, well, we're pre-recording a chat with Bernie Clifton, um, but tomorrow night at 10 o'clock, we got Chris Difford from Squeeze on the phone. we got some cracking guests lined up for you. Me and Catherine have really um, hit a rich, we've mined a rich seam of guests, and we've, we've come up with some brilliant people. We've got, I tell you, we've got coming up soon, and I've just started reading her book. And she's in a band I don't know a lot about, but I'm already, I'm, I'm literally about 10 pages into her book, and I'm loving it. Michelle Leon, who uh, was in a an American punk rock group called The Babes in Toyland. Um, and she's written this book called I Live Inside, Memoirs of a Babe in Toyland. And I don't know anything about them, and sometimes it, uh, it, it, it's a really interesting way to approach... Um, to approach a band. I don't, I've not heard any of their stuff. Uh, I'm not sure if I'd like their stuff. I don't know. But... Ten pages in, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to dig this book. It is brilliant. It is brilliant. She's coming on soon. We've got Mark Thompson, the scientist, who's coming on soon. Who can, it's like it's magic that he does, but it's not. It's science. Um, Eddie Large, hopefully, at some point. We got. We, we really have. Just uh, again, thanks to Dredge, who suggested loads, loads of people. He kind of said you should do an old comedian special, and it's something we've been talking about for a while. Um, he could put forward a couple of names. So we, we, we're kind of in a bit of a groove at the moment with, with, with guests. Mm-hmm. And um, we do have to play 
Um, tomorrow, uh, well, whenever we play the Bernie Clifton interview, we do have to play um, a song from his uh, CD, The Voices of Bernie Clifton. Yeah. Um, and it's a straight CD. It's a straight CD. I haven't got my CD player with me, so I cannot let you know what it sounds Speaking like. Speaking of music, I'm quite excited about Friday. Why? Because we've got Jill on. And now remind me of her, of her name. Jill. <laughs> I can't remember her last name. Basically, the mamas and papas, right? Denny Doherty. Jill Gibson. Denny Doherty. Um, Cass Elliot. Michelle Phillips and John Phillips. And John Phillips and Michelle Phillips were um, um, beautiful, young, talented couple, and they were married. So I'm chewing a cough sweat. I do apologise. But then Michelle is very druggy and very sexually incestuous band. And, and, and Michelle then had an affair with Denny. But and, Cass was in love with Denny. Yeah. So and ev- Denny kind of loved Cass, but he not couldn't sexually, get over the size fact, thing, yeah, yeah. could he? So everyone got angry with Michelle, of course. So Michelle got kicked out of the band. Um, and Michelle, I mean, Michelle Phillips, one of the most stunning women in, in, in rock and roll ever. Um, and she got kicked out of the band for about six, I don't, I'm going to say six months. I don't even know if it was that long. And was replaced by Jill Gibson. So we actually have the, I think I could say, I would say this to her face, the forgotten member of the mamas and the papas. And I think she would agree, because she's forgotten quite a lot of what happened. There was a lot... Those guys were... There was a lot of LSD going on. Um, I mean, it's quite murky, actually. I mean, their kids were taking LSD. Anyway, I, I, I think she recorded some stuff. I think she's on some of the records yeah. as well, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Certainly did some shows. They didn't do too many shows, the mamas and the papas. Um, but they, she certainly did some shows with them, I think. Anyway, so we've got a mama and a papa, the forgotten mama coming on the show uh we, and so we've got um uh, that gentleman steve who wants to talk about his um his uh, brother who he believes was murdered in australia that's coming up got some cracking guests coming on you know really really interesting different stuff and we're casting our net a little bit wider than perhaps we did for the first year of the show you know the first year of the show that we were getting people like john sebastian and roger mcguinn and mike love replying to our emails it totally totally blew our minds um but we're just kind of looking a little bit further out there. Hopefully going to have a flat earther on. That might be this week. Um, that gentleman, whose name escapes me, the Nazi bell. Yes. Sorry, I'm, I'm really windy. I've eaten a load of pizza, and I've got this cough, and I've had Andrew's liver salts, and I might cack my pants. <laughs> um, How's your evening going? Um, 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 the, the guy, the Nazi bell. I can't remember his name. Um, anyway, he might be coming. I've, I've, I've messaged him to see if he'll come on. So... That's kind of where we are at the moment. Um, let me take a call. Remind me I want to do more business. Just remind me to talk about pods in a minute. Okay. Well, let, let, let's take a call, because I've been whittling on for too long. It's Common Tracy. Hi, Ian. She wants to be like Common Tracy. She wants to eat whatever <laughs> Common Tracy eats. I didn't think she was that common. Tracy, well, I don't yeah, think you're mate, that you, common. You wouldn't. You wouldn't, Cass. Oh. You wouldn't. You'd think she was posh. <gasps> now, CT... Yes. Have you seen oh, yeah. those? Ab- have you seen those adverts? Right. And if they're advertising with us, then boy, oh boy, they're brilliant. With um, Top Cat for uh, it's for either the Woolwich. No, the Halifax is is um, Scooby Doo. It's, it's the Woolwich or something. It's a bank or a building society. And mm-hmm. have you seen it, Tracy? Yeah, it's Halifax. And it's not, but it's not Top Cat's voice. And both me and Catherine. Were doing better impressions of Top Cat than whatever chance that they had in to do the advert. It was unbelievable. There's oh, another bad thing, Officer Dibble. Officer Dibble. That's Top Cat. Benny, old pal. Right. 
Scoobs! Scoobs! Like Scoobs! Scoobs! See, we're better than those people in the adverts! Scoobs! We're in the Halifax Scoobs! <laughs> Yours is uncanny because you also look a bit like... Hey! Um, so, what I'm saying is, Halifax, will come and do it for half of what you're paying those people. <laughs> um, anyway, Tracy, what have you got for us? Um, the topic. Yeah, go on. Um, Frankie Herbert. Yeah, we're compiling a list of people that can make you laugh without doing anything. So, we, we had Frankie Howard already. So, um, I've got, hang on, let's write, let's, let, hang, on, hang on, Tracy, let's write this down. So, we've got Frankie Howard, we've got Eric Morecambe, um, we've got Bobby Ball, of course, um, and Tommy Cooper. Right, who else you got? Leonard Rossiter. Mm. Yeah, Miss Jones. I, mm, mm. Can I, can I? <laughs> yeah, Miss Jones. Can yeah, I interject? Yeah, well, yeah, he says he's an African prince. I don't think so. Yeah, Miss Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, maybe I'm, I think I'm missing something, because... Ed's not got a clue what was going on now. <laughs> I, one, I didn't find him funny, and also, I found him a bit creepy. Mm, um, so, well, you know... Yeah, but when he was doing the show, he did give, he yeah. did used to give a look, and... No, Miss Jones. Yeah. You, you seem to know what's right, so going I'm on. I'm not wanted. No, Miss Jones. Yeah, Miss Jones. He says he's an African prince. I think he's just black man. Miss Jones. Um... And the modern day one, I've got as well. Yeah, go on. Peter Kay. No! Without... He has... Uh, Peter Kay's funny, but he has to say things to be funny. I don't think to you... I, I wouldn't... Okay, I'm going to sit... Give a look. I'm going to sit on the fence on this, Catherine. Yeah, I don't know. He, he's not the one that brings to find me. Garlic bread! Garlic bread! No, that's funny. Tell you who I do think is funny. <laughs> yeah. Julie Walters. She's got a funny face. I'll tell yeah. you what, when she comes in as Mrs. Overall... Yeah, don't have to do anything. Oh, I'll, give that. Uncle, uh, I'll give you that. Uncle Icon Antiques. Yeah. Yeah. Two soups, Miss Babs. God, we're getting, yeah. all, we're getting all the impressions out tonight, <laughs> isn't it? Um, I'll give you good orders. I won't... I'm, 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 if someone, I'll tell you what we're going to do, Tracy. We're not accepting Leonard Rossiter. If someone else... Because he, he, he wasn't funny. If someone else phones up and can put forward a very strong, convincing argument for Peter Kay, I'll allow it. Okay. Is that alright? Are we, are we parting yeah. as friends? Yeah, because I'm, I'm on a low today, so you've brought my day up. Oh! What's, oh. What's, what, why are you on a low, Trace? What's, did, did anything happen in particular, or are you just not feeling it today? I'm just not feeling it today, and my son's been at work all day, and no. he's just come home and gone straight upstairs to watch... Oh, you were, you were hoping you get a bit of bit of communication from him, and he's he's not in the mood for it. Yeah, ah. you, you're the only person I spoke to today. I need to say hello to him. How did uh, see? I, I can have days like that when if the, it's, when the kids and, and, and my wife go away on holiday, they often go away for a few weeks, and I'm, I stay in for work. And I can have days where I don't speak to anyone. Uh, how often do you have those days, Trace? Quite often. Yeah, quite a few. And you, yeah. you, you they, they get to you, do they? Yeah, because I, I don't work, so I'm, like, in the house, and I talk to the cats more than I do anybody, a, a human. Well, uh, as you know, I'm a, I'm a huge cat lover, and I, I get the best, I, I get the best conversation out of my, out of my velvet. velvet. Out of velvet, she's right. Do you know what, um, she, I made a big fuss of the other night, because she's really, she's going to be, um, she's going to be, how old is she going to be? She's going to be 18 this March. 
and oh, she's she's getting very very thin and very bony and i'm thinking well we, we, we might get another couple of years she's fine health wise she's yeah. fine um, worry, yeah i, 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 I mean my, my pip's been poorly i've got two pip and poppy yeah and my pip's been poorly and how long you before. had how long you had pip for um since she was 12 weeks old okay. and he's coming up to four now oh, so he's still a, ba- he's still a he's, baby yeah but he's having trouble going to the loo, and I've been backwards and forwards to the vet, and they keep saying, "Oh, he's just constipated." And they are the thing about people don't people who don't have cats don't get cats, right? And can they go? You can't you can't love a cat as much as as a dog. Yes, you. Oh, yes, you can. I've had Velvet for sixteen years. I got her when she was two. It was a, a pub had her, and um, they had two cats, and the woman was pregnant, and th- this cat was quite skittish, and they they couldn't handle it. So I I went. I took this cat, paid forty quid to the Cats Protection League. League. I've had her for sixteen years, right? I've had my eldest son for seven years, and my wife for ten. She. She's, she, the, the cat has been with me almost twice as long as I've known my wife. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. I think I do get the cat thing, but only because my sister... Well, you know my well, sister's cat, cat is my nemesis. Yeah, I'm not allowed one. But, um, but, but, uh, but yeah. I think it's because, right... Dogs will, go, dogs will go for anyone because the you know the dogs thickers they're just happy to be yeah. around whoever it shows them some attention. Yep. A cat chooses to be with you, so you feel a little bit more blessed, I think. Yeah, when you've got a cat yep. that's your cat, you know, not not your wife's cat, yeah. not your kid's cat. They choose you, and they very the, the attachment is very personal, isn't it? Yeah, but he's not a friend at the moment because I keep having to give him um, cos- um not cosliver oil, liquid paraffin. Oh, liquid paraffin? Yeah. Are you going to a vet or a witch doctor? <laughs> what, what, is, what is that supposed to... That'll clear something out. It's, it's helped him. It has helped him. Oh, God. Well, listen, I, I know what a worry it can be, Tracy, when the, the vet is struggling to... You know there's something wrong with your cat and the vet is struggling to put a finger on it. I wish you and Pip the yeah. very best of luck, Trace. Thanks, Ian. Give us a call any time, love. Take care. Well, dear, Bye-bye. thanks. Um, I know what she's talking about there. Mm. You know, before I had the kids and stuff, I, and I had my own flat, it would be blissful to have invitations to go out over the weekend and choose not to. But a whole weekend without the prospect of seeing anyone is yeah. something else, isn't well, it? Well, yeah, yeah, I guess it is. I, I mean, I'd quite like it now, but I don't have the choice. It's different, isn't it, when yeah. you've got kids? Because that, that is just not even um, an option. Um, Ray and Pablo, stay there, we'll come to you in a bit. Oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Here come the Nazis! The Nazis have got me on Twitter. One of the most obnoxious, um, vile, racist, right-wing, xenophobic. Islamophobic pieces of shit. What's this guy's name? I don't remember this guy's name. But he's, he's Prison Planet. Paul Joseph Watson has retweeted me. <gasps> he's retweeted me. I've been blessed. I've been blessed. It's like Adolf Hitler himself looking down at me at the Nuremberg rallies and pointing at me and saying, Dog sees. And all of his obnoxious, right-wing, racist, scumbag, thick, 
arseholes who follow him are now coming for me on Twitter. And they are welcome to come for me, because you guys are nothing but the brain dead. Listen, I'm not offended by anybody who's on the right. Of course I'm not. What I am offended by is people who use free speech to spout Islamophobia, homophobia, hatred. The reason I hate this Paul Watson so much, I'll tell you why. You go and watch his video on depression. Have you seen it? Have you seen his video on depression? You go and watch it, and you tell me that bloke isn't a certifiable, dangerous bellend. You watch that video on depression, where he says depression is made up, when he says depression is not a real thing, when he says depression is a conspiracy by the drug companies, he says depression is entitled cucks and snowflakes who are unable to stand up for themselves. You go and watch that... And you tell me that bloke is not a complete winker. You tell me, right? A disease, a disease, I'll have you know, dear listener, that kills more men in this country than anything else. It kills more men in this country than anything else. It is a killer disease, right? It kills. And he makes his little videos and sends them out to his half a million followers... And he says that depression is not real, and it's just people who are weak, and it's just people, it's just people who can't stand up for themselves because they're liberals, and because Islam, Islam is taking over the world and they can't stand it. That's what he says, right? That's what he says. Here's the thing, Paul Watson at Prison Planet. I know people who have died from this disease. I know people who have jumped in front of trains. I know a guy, get this right, a guy who was so riddled with um, addiction and he couldn't quite get his head around it and was so depressed by it, he jumped in front of a train. A bloke I know, a bloke whose phone number I had on my phone, a bloke who would occasionally invite me out for dinner. He jumped in front of a train, Paul Watson. He jumped in front of a train and killed himself. And you're telling me that depression isn't real? You can make digs about my career and stuff. Listen, I'll tell you where my career is. Um, It started off really low. It got quite high for a couple of years. It got really low and slowly it's building itself back up. And I'm in a position now where I I can pay my mortgage. My mortgage is about 70 grand I've got left on it. I can pay that very, very comfortably. I can feed both of my children. That'll do for me. In terms of career, that'll do for me. I'm very, very happy with that. I've got enough money in the bank. When this job goes tits up, I can afford not to work for a couple of years. Imagine, if I had to, if I had to tighten my belt, if I really, if if nothing happened for 24 months, I could tighten my belt, I could cut off a few outgoings I've got, I could sell my car and get a slightly smaller car, and I could survive for two years. So, if you're talking about finances as a success, well, I consider that a success. Here we go, here's what he tweeted me. I tweeted, um, that's great, I hope your new video is as funny as your one about depression, you must have a big team of writers. He replied, I remember you, so he does it in this voice, I remember you, 
You were relevant for about five minutes in the year 2000. What is it with all these loser UK celebrities in my mentions? You were relevant for about five minutes in the year 2000. Here's where the alt-right, don't call them that, they love it, they're Nazis. Here's where the Nazis get off, right? It's all to do with the size of their dicks and power, right? That's what it is. It's the size of their dicks and it's power and it's uh, how they perceive their standing as higher than yours, you were relevant for about five minutes in the year 2000. That's a cuss. He's called me a cuck there. He's calling me a snowflake. He is saying, you are irrelevant. I am relevant now. I am the future. He said the all right is the new punk rock. Oh, God, no. The new punk rock, apparently, is noncing. Let's all bow down before the god of Milo, shall we? You were relevant for about five minutes in the year 2000. But the, the, your, your whole system on judging people is screwed, Paul Watson. It's screwed. By relevant, you mean I was on the telly. Why is that irrelevant? That's, that's not relevance. Being on the telly, you're, you, I imagine, Paul, you think you're relevant because you've got half a million followers. You're not relevant. You're no more relevant than me. You're no less relevant than me. Okay? So, saying you were relevant for about five minutes in the year 2000. What, what does that mean? I was on TV? You, you, you think people on TV are relevant? I was never relevant. I was, was the host of a, a show that got, got seen by 1.2 million viewers. Sometimes, if it was a good Ali G episode, we got 1.7 million viewers. Is that relevant? Show that's on at 11 o'clock on Channel 4, relevance? Is that what you consider relevance? So, I'm now getting a lot of his, um, ra- uh, people with frogs, pictures of frogs in their, their things tweeting me. And not a real name between No. Um, what would happen if we turned out to be right? Seriously. Well, first like, of all, put your on, name on it. <laughs> Seriously, like, haven't you retroactively realised you were wrong about something? I've replied... Wrong about what? What are you talking about? Um, someone else. What's funny about radical Islam terrorism? I think my grandma used to follow you. Hashtag has been. I've replied. I was a uh, hashtag uh, was. I don't know what I replied. I replied something. Um, well, let's see what else we got. Butt hurt much? Well, yes, it does. Andrew's liver salts. I remember. Hey, yeah. I remember that bloke from that programme. Still alive then. Well done you. Yeah, fair play, brother. I survived. Despite having days when my head is screaming at me to kill myself. Despite having days when my head is telling me that, despite the fact I've got two young children, actually, it'll be quite a sensible option to get a rope and hang it from the loft window and hang myself. Despite that being a a, a reality that I've looked at and considered, yeah, I'm still here. So I'm going to take that well done. Thank you very much. No! 84 new notifications. Let's have a look. Here we go. <laughs> oh, here we go. Look at all of these. Who is he? Never heard of him. Oh, no! Someone called Out Means Out has never heard of me. That's terrible behaviour. You total moron. Too bad for you. You don't get the truth in the vids. He's gained as many followers in m- one month as you have entirely. Yes, and they are all assholes. You see, I mean, this is pointless. 
Um, have you heard this song called Has Been by William Shatner? Seriously. Yes. It's very good. Thank you. Nobody is getting anything out of these exchanges. Nobody. Oh, my God. Oh, here we go. OMG. Ian Lee is still alive. I thought you committed suicide after your career completely and utterly collapsed. (gasps) So funny. I have considered suicide, but I am feeling... But I am feeling okay today. Thanks for your concern, Nazi. And they are. They're racists. They're Nazis. They're homophobes. They're bullies. They are misogynists. They are nasty people. They're the kid in school who was mean to everyone, who stole the dinner money, who got... It, it, well, this is this Paul Mason, is Watson, whatever his blooming name is, and the people that follow him are the same people that would follow the school bullies, sucking up behind him just to see if they could get any of that glory. Any of that glory. Listen, guys, if you don't like Muslims, come out and say it properly. Just say you don't like Muslims. You don't like Jews? Come out and say you don't like Jews. You don't like queers? Come out and say you don't like queers. Come out and say these things. Stop hiding behind a faux news site, Breitbart, which is racist, and a faux fun name that we've given you, alt-right. You're not alt-right. You're racists. You're Nazis. And I'm not scared of you one little bit. Martin Eben, Ray, Pablo, come to you after this. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I've, I've issued an invitation to the, the, the racists and the Nazis um, to follow me, uh, to, to, to call me. Let's see how many of them take us up on that offer, shall we, guys? Zero. It'll be zero. Ray's on the line. Evening, Ray. Tell me about it. Go on. It's ridiculous. Will I be really offended if I watch his video on depression, or should I not bother? I really wouldn't bother, mate, because if you've got depression, you haven't got depression, you're just a pussy that can't handle life. Deal with it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I was was in the police for 17 years, and depression probably cost me my career. Um, And and you mentioned a friend of yours that jumps in front of a train. Um, I dealt with things like that, you know, the, the sort of collecting body parts whilst doing that job. So, yeah, it's, it's nonsensical, you know. Of course it's an illness, and it's a very serious illness that it's just starting to be taken seriously now. Um, and yeah. there still needs to be a lot more done. Yep, 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 yep. This guy, this guy exists, and uh, I'm now going to spend the next ten minutes... Um, <laughs> <laughs> ...dealing with racists. So, I'm not... Listen, guys... I'm not worried by... Racists and Nazis don't scare me. A, because I'm not black. B, because I'm not Jewish. C, because I'm not Muslim. And D, because I'm not gay. Right? So I'm kind of... I'm kind of... The only thing they can get on me is I'm a liberal. Wow, that's a bad thing, being a liberal. That's the best you can do. (coughs) Come and and deal deal with me. You know, I'm fine. But uh, they won't call in. They won't call in. Anyway, Ray, what have you called in for? I'd like to know, um, very fair, I think it's a bit weird, because even though some of the technical issues on Sunday night, I thought it was fabulous, the rabbit hole, that, that's number one. Bless you, thank you. Uh, n- number two, you, you interviewed, people have said it already, uh, but we, it was absolutely fabulous. 
And, and even as a, as a middle-aged man, I, I tweeted Tommy just to say how good it was, and now he's following me on Twitter, which is hey, can I just say a big thank you to everyone, because I, I mentioned earlier, if you, you know, everyone was tweeting me saying it was a great interview. I said, tweet Tommy Ta- Cannon, at the Tommy Cannon. About 50 tweets straight to him, so thank you, thank you everyone who did that, that's brilliant, and I know that'll make his night. And it's, and it's great, and the result, he's, he's followed me on Twitter, which is ridiculous, you know, but I'm, I'm thinking, oh, how great. <laughs> Um, and the last thing I've got is, um, you're talking about people that make you laugh without saying anything. Yeah, go on. Uh, another double act. Sadly, they're, they're both no longer with us. Pete and Dad. Um, uh, what, Peter Cook? Yeah, Peter Cook and W. Moore. I don't know, I, I, I think they were funny in the language. I think it was the words. So, see, see, I, I could look at them and, and they'd make me laugh. They wouldn't, you know, because at the start of their sketches... Especially ones when they're just talking nonsense. But they don't even have time for the 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 mouse and and I'll come because they're just you know they're obviously trying to make each other laugh with the words. But I, I thought they were fabulous. But no, they'll definitely make me laugh without talking. Uh, I, do you know? I think they're funny. I'm going to be really harsh tonight. Oh, I think they're funny, but I'm not going to put them on the list because I think they. they, they I think uh, for me their humour comes from their words. I've got one. Yeah, go on. Who's an obvious one? Yeah, Les Dawson. No. Oh, come on. Not funny. <gasps> just not funny. Oh, he was. No, just not funny. I don't <sighs> think... I don't... I, was he Ray? I don't know. Uh, no, see, I wasn't a fan. No, no. Um, oh, you're, not, you're definitely not going to put this one on the list, though. He's a, he's a recent one, but again, um... I don't know whether to say it now, because you could definitely say, no, no he's, he's Lee Mack. I like Lee Mack. You don't like Lee Mack, do you, Gareth? No. He's probably well, a very nice person. One, he's funny, and two, his dad on TV is Bobby Ball. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I like, um... Uh, I like, uh, 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 Lee Mack. I think he's he's funny. And he's a really nice bloke as well. I've, I've worked with Lee, and he's, he's a delightful gentleman. I just don't get it. I, I'm not saying he's a ni- he's not a nice man. I'm sure he is, but I just oh, don't get it. No. Okay, all right, right, listen, thank you very much. I'm not putting um, Pete and Dad on there. Uh, also, because Pete and Dad... Um, they're famous for making each other corpse. I think they were faking it most of the time. You watch that one in the, um, the, the, the art, well, the art, the boot, the eyes follow you around the room. I think they're make. I think they're faking it. And at the time it would be quite subversive and dangerous, but, um, no, I think they're faking also, it. Also, they were quite often drunk, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, very, 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 very drunk, very drunk. Evening, Martin! Hello, Lee. Hiya. Hello, Martin. Yeah, I, I'm about Martin. comedians. I think Russ Abbott's a good comedian. Yeah, I we mean, might get Russ on the show, actually. I've been thinking about asking Russ on the show. The, the thing is with him, he's such a sweet guy, but did, uh, did you know that his mum was in an asylum? No, I didn't know that, Martin. Yeah, she didn't know him, you know. She was uh, mentally ill like me. And oh. um, he, I remember reading the papers, and they were saying his greatest wish was his mum could say hello, son, you know, but she had so yeah. severe a illness yeah. that she didn't know him as a son. And you've got, I mean, to think that behind the back of his mind when he's making people laugh, yeah. you know, it must take a lot of effort to do that, yeah. you know. yes. And another thing, you talked about cats. Do you know how to communicate with a cat? Um... No. Squint your eyes. Oh, I yeah. was told this when I was a child. I mean, next-door neighbour's got a cat. I did know this. I've tried this before. Yeah, you're supposed to be able to talk to them by that, aren't you? Isn't a slow blink like a cat kiss? 
Yeah, that's right. Because next time they've got a cat, and I saw it's on windowsill sometimes. And um, a couple of days ago, I was squinting my eyes, and she, um, she, well, he nodded his head, you know, in a way. And then yeah. after a few days, he, she or he starts squinting back at me, and um, that's how they communicate. You know, we can communicate with them, and with dogs as well. Um, people say, how do dogs re- know that we? have epilepsy and stuff I think it's our eyebrows because there was a dog I used to, I lived in a flat, this lady downstairs had a dog and I used to torment it sometimes by raising my eyebrows up and down and yeah. he used to bark he used to bark to try and get the neighbour's attention because he must have thought I was ill so um, yeah that's another fact but um, yeah I think Russ Abbott is a, a beautiful comedian and what do you think of comedians do you like comedians who are self-deprivating how do you take your comedians I like a little bit of self-deprivation. Um, I like all kinds of comedy. Yeah. Give me some um, examples of self-deprivators. And yeah, you see, um, that's what you have to be, because you can't be too serious. No. I mean, a lot of these comedians, like the Khan, is it Mr. Khan or something? Oh, Citizen Khan. Oh, that's I a terrible programme. Yeah, I think he pushes for laugh too much, for laugh. I just don't think, you I know, don't, is, is it supposed to be a comedy? Yeah, it forces you to laugh, and it's you've got, to be, you've got to be easy flowing. Um, Russ Abbott on the advert, where he had the speakers, and he was going fishing, and he put the speakers yeah, in yeah, water, that was and, good. you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I do love self-reparations, and um, <laughs> there's not enough of that, really. Hey, Martin, how's your musical about the pharaohs coming on? Oh, no, I, I was going to write a musical, but I just did one song. Oh, but, okay. Um, I can give you another lyric of a song. Yeah, please um, do, mate. It's mother. It's called mother about a girl who took a girl who didn't take a mother's advice and made bad friends with people. Okay, let's the hear that. The crunch of it goes. I thought that I knew what was. Can you, right. Martin? Can you sing it? Um, yeah. Okay, I'll give Go it a whirl. I'm left flat though, right? Go so it goes. Um, this is the crunch lyric. I thought that I knew what was right. I wasn't wearing. Yeah, Martin. Sorry. Can you sing I, it? Uh, I can't. I can't because I don't know. I can't remember all. Okay. The, okay. The words sorry. I thought you but said I, you could, the yeah. crunch part goes. Yes. I thought that I knew what was right. I wasn't wary of the night. I thought it was all fun and games, but then I got caught in the rain. The friends that used to make me laugh, they turned and stabbed me in the back. Oh, and now wow. they've left me standing small with my face turned against the wall. Oh, mother, please hold me in your arms. Don't ever let me go. So I write songs to do with um, society so that society plays it out like a video recorder when you watch it like Combination Street or, you know, so I'm, and you know, sweetheart, the reason I start writing songs, you won't believe this, but yeah. I believe in the afterlife, so oh. I was using up all my feelings in songs, so I decided to stop doing songs, and I've changed it, and I've started creating a universe for me afterlife, and that's where um, that's where all my energies have gone for the past 25 years, creating this universe and, um, and planets and stuff, and it's fascinating, because it keeps me, it's kept me, because I've got schizophrenia, and it's kept me out of hospital for 25 years, what? because the universe that I do keeps me occupied, rather than being psychiatrically um, malformed, I just turn my my inward feelings into creating and as I say if the neighbours don't annoy me as they are trying to do then I'll be out of hospital for another 25 years so yeah What do you think the afterlife is like Martin? What's going to be there for us? I believe heaven is a school and when you die you go to the school to the schooling and um, and what you are in life in, you are in heaven, so if you're not interested in school, yes. then you're not going to want to learn much in heaven. Can you, bunk off, can you bunk off school in heaven? 
Well, yes, she can, but the thing is, sweetheart, you know, I've, I've, when I was a child, I bunked off school too much and I yeah. can't spell. So when I get to heaven, I know that I'm not going to bunk off schooling because I know the consequences. If I so bunked off a- school in heaven, though, where would I go? Like the arcades, the, the, cap, the calf? What is there um, to you go and do? School 11, you go play on the universe that you've created for yourself, you know. Oh. You've got this, I'm creating this universe, so if I bunk off school, then I'll yeah. be in the universe playing, but I know the consequences. If I spend my whole life playing Star Wars in heaven, yes. then I'm not going to learn the basics of feelings of other people and what makes me a different being to another person and the soul of a person. So I know that if I bunk off school in heaven, I know that I've got, a, it's like church. If you don't go to church, I don't go to church, but if you don't go to church, then you're not going to learn the feelings of God and feelings of mankind. So the consequences are when you get to heaven, you're going to be a, a person who, who, not really bad, but not having the feelings of another being. You're going to see other aliens as um, yeah. somebody to go um, destroy their world or whatever, rather than, you know, than learning. So, because this universe that I've created, I'm not narcissistic, but, you know, it's just something that has kept me interested. And um, yeah. and I know the consequences of not he- go, uh, going to school in heaven, because yes. I've, ne- I've learned it on earth. So, okay. And in school in heaven, yes. um, the people who have died before you, they'll have graduated maybe a, a year. So if your parents died 10 years before you, yes. when you get there, they'll be in the year six or whatever they call it, I don't know. And when you go there, you'll be like nursery form, then school, okay. then university. Then when you've graduated, you go to the universe that you've created. Jeez. Sounds Having like a lot of work. Oh, no, it's not a lot of work. It's just like, it's just like Earth. I mean... God. I, I I well, I I've got to move on. Call again, because I want to follow, uh, find out more. I want to go to Paul. He's on the line. Evening, Paul. Evening, this is Ian. Yes, is this Paul? Yes, it is, yeah. Um, uh, Ian, you challenged me while we were exchanging on Twitter to call you back saying that I'll be a chicken, okay. you know, I'm a two chicken to do so. Well done, you've called in. What was your, what, yeah, was your, no, got, what was your Twitter handle so I can see what we were saying to each other? Paul uh, forward slash star. Paul forward slash star. S-T-A-R? Yes. Forward slash oh, star. My at is Brilliant Sites. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I was saying, your Twitter handle. At Brilliant... Brilliant sites. And how are you spelling sites? S i g h t s, like as in views rather than building. Okie dokie, okie dokie. Um. Oh, is your name Leon David Kwan? No, no, it's not. No. That's the name that's come up under at Brilliant Site. Brilliant Site. Brilliant Sites. My my apologies. It's been a long that's night. Right. It's been a long that's night. Okay. There we go. Here 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 we go. Um, um, right, hang on a second. I'm just trying to find out. Uh, okay, right, yeah. You happy so, using the word libtard? I am, yes. I you am. know? Do you know uh, what libtard means? It is a. It is a derogatory term. About which is a co- coinage of a, of two words. Give me the two it's words. Mer- it's a merging of the words liberal and retard. Are you happy with the word retard? Um. Listen. What does re- no, uh, no no no? Answer the question. What does retard mean? Retard is someone who is uh, 
Well, to be honest, I'd have to probably get a dictionary to be... It's a derogatory term for people who are handicapped or mentally ill. Uh, It's a word that we don't really use anymore, because it's a really mean, nasty word. It belittles people who have got birth defects. It's a horrible, horrible word. But you're happy to use that. In this, in this case, yeah, because we're not so politically correct. No, 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 but there's political yeah. correctness and then there's just being offensive for the sake of it. You're happy well, to I've mock. Had, I've, had You're a, Paul? I've had a Paul? boss, I've had Paul? a boss call me retard Paul? and, then the, and Paul? the next day he's called me a brilliant man. I don't care if you, you were called a retard or not because I'm imagining you're not disabled or you haven't got disabled kids. Is that right? Well, I'm awaiting heart surgery, but I'm hoping no, 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 Paul. You know, you know what I mean. Um, clever, but not clever enough, buddy. Um, so you're so not, are you're we, not. Are we being, so you're going to let me talk? Uh, yeah, talk well, I'm, I'm going to let you talk, Paul. But I just want to go through this bit by bit. We've got, we've got an hour and fifteen minutes, if you want it, Paul. So there's no rush. I okay. just want to say because you, you called me a libtard, and I just want to check the metal of the man. Okay, that you yeah, are okay. happy, and it's not political correctness that we politely don't use the word retard. It's, it's, it's manners. It's just manners because there will be people who have got disabled children with learning difficulties or Down syndrome or, um, people that, uh, have got all, or, or kids that have got all kinds of problems. Um, and retard, of course, is a derogatory, nasty word used to belittle those children. You're happy as a grown man to use the word retard as an insult, yeah? I'm using the word libtard. Yeah, which is which is a bastardization of the word retard. So we we know what so, it means. So, so you're happy so only, to use so the, the word. Context, you're happy. No, no, Paul. I just want to check this one thing, and I'll let you speak. I promise, dude. I'm not going right, to cut okay, you off. Okay. You're okay. happy to use the word retard as an insult, just so I can get a measure of what kind of man you are. You're happy to use the word retard. I'm a, I'm a high caliber man. I no, no, no I, I, I'll make my judgments, Paul. You're happy. I don't, don't mind about anybody's judgments. You're ha- well, like, I literally couldn't care less about your judgments, but you seem to think I do. You're happy to use the word retard, a word that I I, I feel repulsive even saying. Okay. You're happy to use that word as an insult, yeah? Well, I've already said my point of view. I can elaborate on that if you want. But I'm just, not is it a right yes now. or Paul? Is it a yes or no? It's a yes. I'm fine to use libtard, yes. Wow. And, okay. re- and retard actually has bigger uses as no, well. No, it doesn't, Paul. It doesn't. Yes, you it know, does. no, Paul, you know exactly what re- d- Paul, don't phone up, mate, and try and school me into as what retard means. We both know what that word means. We both know how it's used, all right? Listen, so don't try and get clever. Don't get Paul. Paul, I'm talking about Paul. I'm not talking when about a teen. Paul, I'm not talking about a teenager. I'm talking about now, what the word means now. Because gay doesn't, gay didn't mean gay in the 20s. We know that, right? I'm talking about now. You know what that... We both know what that word means, Paul. So we both is, know so the it, baggage it, okay. that word carries. Is it okay, then... To um, to be called all kinds of names because you you people think that you because you voted that you want out of the EU what? and because you think Donald Trump is a hang good on, man. Hang is on, hang on. Happy is it, you happy to what? call certain people all kinds of names like that? You know, well, who's brought who's brought Brexit? You, into, you, you why have brought you Brexit into this? Generalization. I've not about, mentioned Brexit once, Paul. No, but we know what we're talking about. No, we here. don't. I've not mentioned Brexit once. I'm talking about racists, Nazis, Islamophobes, and homophobes. I've not mentioned Brexit once, mate. Why well, have you brought I'm that born, up? I'm born Jewish, so I'm not racist about that. Well, okay, okay so you're not anti-Semitic, but you can Jews can still be racist, Paul. Oh, anyone can be racist. Yeah, I know, I know. So th- I've got no idea what Jewish has got to do with it. I don't know what Brexit's got to do with it. I, I, okay. I, 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 Brexit wasn't mentioned, right. Paul. 
I've brought it up, that's why. OK, what, what's your point about Brexit, and how does it connect with the conversation that we're having? Because and and we the message that you sent me, let me just read the message you sent me. Um, seems that read the, the message you sent first. Well, which one did you... No, you wrote to me first, Paul. Well, I wrote to you based on your comments about Paul, uh, Paul Joseph Watson. Yeah, I've read, I've read those, I've read those prison, out. Prison I've read, planet, yeah, I've read uh, those okay. out. I've read yeah. those out. So my, my comment was in response to that. Seems that the entire just... criticism from libtards, libtards, is just so ducking, creepily snide. I'll not put cool... ducking in rather than swear. Okay, that's, that's, um, but you, you, you still use libtard, okay. Not cool, yeah. clever, or funny. Okay, what's that got to do with Brexit, Paul? Well, it's it's part of the general co- conversation at the moment. I've not, no, know? it's not. It's not. It's I've not mentioned of the Brexit. That, that a lot of us have received. Well, that, but you that's know, Paul. General, I then made a comment. Okay, I'll tell you why. Paul, why I said that because I've, I've not mentioned Brexit. I've not mentioned Brexit. Well, I'll tell you why I brought that up. Okay. Yes. Because basically, I referred to the fact that that site has had is have it is relevant. It's it's had it's increasing what in site? followers. What at, site are you talking? Rate. What site are you talking about? Uh, Prison Planet, which is the one that you criticised one of his yeah, it's or yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Do do you believe in free speech? Yes, of course. Then the bloke that runs it is a Nazi, and everybody that follows it is a racist. Free speech. I'm allowed to say no, that. No. You're allowed to say. I'm it, allowed to I'm say that. Or is the sno- is is the snowflake going to get upset? Is the snowflake going to get upset because people were calling in names about Brexit, and I didn't even mention Brexit? You're yeah, such well, a poor little snowflake. Part of, part of the general communication. I've not bracket. mentioned Brexit. You're such a poor little snowflake, Paul. Oh, here we go. So you're criticising me as a person. Free speech. It's free really... speech, Paul. It's free speech. Yeah. You guys support it. Right. You guys support well, it. You're you, you to let me speak a little bit. I have. I, have tried I don't. To I don't to have to. Stuff. But go on. You speak. Go on. You speak, well, Snowflake. Look, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you made a comment about uh, Prison Planet's video about depression. Yeah, it's, it's, it's dangerous. Very, very good point. No, he didn't. His, his, his well, video about depression. I, I, I will do, Paul. Are, but I know people that have. I know people that that have been killed by the disease of depression. His video is dangerous and uh, it, does, it, 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 it urinates on the grave of my friends that I've lost. Well, I'm also very interested in that prof- in that uh, psychiatric profession. In the what? And psychiatric Thank profession. You. And because um, it's all a conspiracy, I very, isn't it? Very much of very much of the belief yeah. that the overprescription of of very very dangerous drugs. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of information out there yeah. which is suggesting that. Probably about sixty-six percent of the mass shootings, even the ISIS ones, mm. are actually done under the influence of psychiatric drugs. <laughs> <laughs> where is this evidence, Paul? Tell me where this evidence is. I want to read this tomorrow. That's tomorrow's reading. Well, well, if you look, is up it the, on Prison Planet? Is it on Breitbart? No, I haven't seen it on there. Where is it? Where's um, this evidence? If you look it up, it's on um, Google. Um, is it on Google? Uh, there's uh, a psych, psych. Is it on Jeeves? Psych, um, I think of the name of the site, and there's C- CCHR, they have that, they have it. What is CCHR? I don't know what that is. It's Citizens Commission on Human Rights. Right, it okay, was, um, okay. What, what, so was, what is depression? What has depression got to do with ISIS? You're saying well, that we could all protect... Because I'm on well, antidepressants. Psychiatric drug well, we're not talking about... Depression, Paul, you're going off on tangents. We were talking about what, depression. Psychiatric yeah, drugs, I'm on psychiatric in, drugs. Well, I mean, good luck to you, man, but, you know... It, it saved my life, like, Paul. 
I was going to kill myself. I was going to kill myself, and it saved my life, buddy. I'm glad that you haven't done that, honestly. I really am. And it's like some people will say that they've benefited, but there's a hell of a lot of people... Oh, I believe... uh, Listen, I agree. I agree that that, that, that antidepressants are probably over-prescribed. I'll give you that, right? Let me tell you a very interesting thing here. You've got three minutes before we go to the news. uh, Okay, fair enough. So as soon as we've gone to the the psychiatric thing... Yes. um, Basically, um, the... The amount of, um, like, oh, there's a book called the DSM Manual, which is basically all the psychiatric yeah. disorders. Yeah, I know. Now, since that book first came out, the amount of disorders in that book have has more than trebled. Yeah, because we recognise, we, 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 our, our knowledge is growing and we're recognising well, more disorders. Uh, let me tell you a very interesting thing here. You've got a minute. Which is that basically the, the, the psychiatric disorders, and I put the disorders in quotation marks, yeah. they're voted for. But I'm no not, but Paul, wait, you're going away no from depression. Paul, you're There's going no away, Paul, you're going away from depression. We're talking about depression. I'm not talking about There's, the DSM Volume 7 that we're depression. on. There's ways of treating depression that doesn't include, like... Yeah, I know, and they don't, work for, they don't work for everyone. Look, I'm glad you're feeling better, honestly. I really am. I'm feeling better today. Tomorrow I might want to jump under a bus. But listen, I I do, I genuinely, no, listen, I genuinely do think that antidepressants are overprescribed, but I don't, I don't buy into the conspiracy that they're causing people to go around killing people. There's a lot of stats on it, mate. No, there really well, s- send, it up, send it to me. Send it to me. No, I don't look at marketing. Look up, look up the video. The I don't look at videos. Man. I don't look. I don't watch it's videos online because I don't believe them. Send, it's uh, a film. It's a one and a half hour mate, film. I'm not. Is it on YouTube? Because I'm not. I don't believe. I don't believe that well, anyone. Can only, you can only look and then make up your own mind. No, but Paul, I'm Paul. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna watch it. Why would I watch a documentary that's online? Well, it's not. You can buy it if you want as wow, well. Wow, it must you know. be real. Listen, well, uh, listen, Paul. You can only, you Paul? Can only look for yourself. Paul, Paul. Listen, we've got to go. Yeah. You, uh, you phoned up, and I respect you for that totally. I hope you'll phone up again. I'm going to make it, make it my business to do so. I, I, and I will. Up. And I will. No, I, bit, you called in, and I appreciate it. No, I know it's been. It was a little bit trier, sticky at first, but yep. it's been a pleasure. And uh, said, good luck okay. for the rest of the show. And don't. Mate. Don't Don't kill myself. Paul, thank you very much indeed. You called in, and I've got to respect that. I've got to respect that. Thank you very much indeed. Talk Radio. That was fun, wasn't it, huh? Uh, Eben, Pablo, I'll come to you in a bit, I promise. 0344 499 1000. Late nights with Ian Lee. You can call in about absolutely anything what you want to call in about. Racists and Nazis are just as welcome as normal people. Uh, Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. As I walk this wicked world, searching for light in the darkness of insanity, I ask myself. Is all hope lost? Is there only pain, hatred, and misery? Cause each time I feel like this inside, there's one thing I want to know. What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? 
What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? And as I walk on through troubled times, my spirit gets so downhearted sometimes. the trusted and where is the harmony cause each time I feel it slipping away you know it just makes me want to cry what's so funny about peace love and understanding Funny about peace, love, and understanding. Where are the strong? Who are the trusted? And where is the heart? So funny about peace, love, and understanding. What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Understanding. Understanding, sister. Imagine. Oh, imagine. Understanding. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. There's a slight buzz when I play the audio, but I know you guys can dig it until they get it f- 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 fixed. And that was fun, wasn't it? A little bit of feist. Not um, had uh, too many of those guys on before, and the deluge of uh, Nazis seems to have died down for now. But I guess when I wake up in the morning, I'll have a whole load more. And I'm bored of doing your mum jokes, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mute them. Um, Pablo. Hey, 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 Pablo. Oh, you had a couple of crackers on the top there. Hang on, where where are you? I'm, I'm here. Can you hear me? Not really. Um, I was right now. Not really. I was right now. What are you doing? Um, like, what you're not doing is holding the phone next to your ear. Um, is that better? No. Not at all. All right, two seconds. There we go. It works now. Is that better? No. Why, that you, better? why can't you pick up the phone? Have you had your hands chopped off? Yes, yes no. No. <laughs> Is that better? A little bit. Sorry, um, uh, 
the actual mouthpiece on my phone doesn't really work properly, so I've always got to use uh, headsets. <laughs> I just bought a relatively expensive one off the internet, and apparently it doesn't work. It doesn't work. There we go. And we can hear you now, Pablo. Um, what have you got for us? Um, well, we're very large, potentially coming on. Um, potential double active uh, large cannon. Yep. They, c- they could have the double act where they work on characters uh, yep. which have a very extensive history that they're very, very strict on. For example? Well, I, it's up to them. But in the 48, min- in the 48 minutes you've been working on this in your head, I bet you built it up into something great. It's not coming across as anything that makes any sense whatsoever. Well, no, canon, as in, like, a canon of characters, and large, so... <laughs> he really has been, yeah, really has been thinking about it too long. Yeah? Canon, right, uh, canon, jeez. Uh-huh. Well, our fellow chocolates now alt-right by, you know, association. What are you talking about? What have you been doing in the 48 minutes you've been online? Um, just wondering about, like, a, a ghost in my own home. Because everybody else is asleep. No, that happens. I'm, I'm not a ghost. Yeah. So what, Cathy, you try talking to him, because I'm getting no sense out of the fella. So, Pablo. How do you? Tell me something that makes sense. <laughs> um, I, was, I was taking... Before going to the break, you, you listed my name second, so I wasn't quite prepared. You caught oh. me, yeah. And with the headphones, I'm, I'm, I'm all a kerfuffle. What's the thing with the headphones? Because I don't, I, I never understand it. And I see people walking down the street, and I wonder if they're talking to themselves or singing to music. And then you realise that they're, they're, they've decided not to hold the phone up to their mouths. I'm, I've never felt the need to do that. Is it, to, is it some sort of? Are you trying to avoid radiation or something? No, I don't. I very rarely get that many phone calls, so I just generally use it for listening to podcasts oh. and making the odd phone call. Right. Okay, and the idea is that those headphones are supposed to have a microphone in, because we've got a very nice um, audio representation of your pocket at the start. <laughs> well, that, that may have been the issue. Uh, <laughs> I realised now that it was uh, uh, in my pocket. Um, um, I've got a, a potential for a funny, just by looking at them, type of uh, character. Um, Arthur Lowe from Dad's Army. Oh. Um, no. Well, you know, just no. a slightly skewer for the glasses, all right. Um well, I was about uh, Michael Crawford in, um... No. Some, well... I don't know happened. Tell you what, his leg through a ceiling was funny. Mm, the bit where he, well, he um, got covered in tar really? and became a black man. When he actually fell into a bucket of tar. <laughs> he fell into a bucket of tar, did all his own stunts. He fell into a bucket of tar, and an Indian family pulled him out, and he went, Hello. No. He maybe even said... How? Um, you talk to him and I'll find the clip. Flipping it. Is that the scene you're referring to? Um, to be fair, I was more just thinking of him, like, kind of curling his mouth when he got into trouble, <laughs> rather than any kind of racist incident. Wow. The things we used to watch. There we go, look. <laughs> look at him, right? Um, let me, um... Oh, no, this, this might be something that we don't want it to... But look, that's it. That, that's how he came out of the tar. Oh, gosh. And I think he said... He maybe even said how. I don't know. Something like that. So, um... So, um, no, but I'm not, I'm not allowing that. I'm not... I want someone who can walk into a, onto a stage in a theatre and not say anything and just get a huge laugh. I saw someone who expected to do that and didn't, it didn't happen for them. Oh. Charlie Drake. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Hello, when, my darlings. When I was a little kid, my mum took me to a pantomime and Charlie Drake was in it. Yeah. And he did that. He walked into the middle of the stage like he owned it. Yeah. Raised his arms. Yeah. Nothing. Oh. Because 
None of the kids knew who he was. No. Hello, my darlings. Yeah. How, do you, how could you not know who Charlie Drake was? Hello, my darlings. He's another one. My boomerang won't come back. My boomerang won't come back. Well, I waved the thing all over the place. Practice till I die was black in the face. Well, I'm a big disgrace to the Aborigine race. My boomerang won't come back. He's another one I found quite creepy. Yeah. There was a lot of that. Benny Hill, him. Yep. Rossiter. Well, mm. On the hills, Harry Hill. Mm. He's got a funny face. Harry Hill. The, do you mean, is that who you mean, Ed? The guy who eats custard? What the hell is he talking about? Oh, no, well, no, 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 no. He's talking about Harry who ate custard. <laughs> this is one of my favourite jokes, Harry Hill. Yeah, go on. Is it, uh, my mother, my mother was a lollipop lady. In saying that, long, thin body, big, sticky head. <sighs> Thank you very much, Pablo. That's the way he tells him. Hey, bum! Hello? Eben? What is the difference? Well, fair play. Eben, Eben, and, Eben and Pablo have been waiting for a long, long time. Did I see Did I see the big V calling up? Is he coming on? Get him on. Get him on next. Get him on next. Yes, sorry, Eben. There was, sorry, there was a bit. I'm sure I did a little doze. No, oh, you've been waiting for a very long time. Eben's been actually, and I should say this, dear listener, Eben's been on the, the phone since Thursday. And that <coughs> is, even by my standards, that's pretty shocking. That's, that's bad. That's bad form on my part, Eben. Not too early. I was meaning to phone in yesterday. Oh, yeah. But I was actually busy. Oh, so was I. I was doing a radio show, so I couldn't have spoken to you. I had a party on Monday evening. Monday Monday evening party? On a school what, night. Was it at church? No, because it's in half-term. I'm on half-term. Oh, because you've got funny half-term, because you play catchy-catch instead of Tig. <laughs> How, was, and was it good? Oh, hang on a minute. Look, you, you, you swap you swapped them. You swap them. Eben, sorry. Ed has, um, uh, has crept into the machine. Was it good? It might have been my spit that did that, actually. Yeah, as soon as you was... spit on it, it touches it. Yes? yes? Yeah, it was all right, but some things went kind of a bit dodgy. Oh. Oh. Tell me more. T- There's a weird line in that song, isn't there? Tell me more. Tell me more. Did she put up a fight? Yeah. Basically, because... tell me more, tell me more, was it a bit like rape? That's weird. I, I only heard that the other day. I thought, oh, that's a bit... Did she put up her fight? Uh-huh, 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 yeah. Yes, Edmund. Not suggesting you Because we had the rule saying no spirits allowed. You had no spirits allowed? Yeah. But then um... someone did a seance. Oh, I'm on top form tonight. <laughs> and... As you could guess, someone they were smuggling it in, and Good. everyone got drunk. Good. One person drank half a bottle of vodka. Ah, lightweights. <laughs> Is that all? And then <sighs> they went outside and everything. And then they fell over the neighbour's wall. Yeah, it was it? It wasn't your house, was it? Yeah, it was my house. <laughs> <laughs> Evan. You yeah. didn't. You didn't put it on Facebook, did you? Yeah. With people no, coming from far and wide. Yeah, but I was getting a bit nervous because everyone said, oh, "Post your address in our Snapchat group chat." Yes, it got and put on a Snapchat group chat. No, it's just of our form. Right. And I put my address in and everything, and I didn't think he wanted to do that because I. Where Why did you do Evan? Why did you have a party? Well, did you want to have this party or were you bullied into having the party? No, I kind of wanted it, but I didn't realise how Mate. it got 
Hey, Have guess. you never seen an American movie from the 1980s? Because that happens in every movie. <laughs> the person who's hosting it never enjoys it. <laughs> and was, uh, the main reason I was phoning in was yes. to ask say... If, ask if you could sleep I somewhere. really enjoyed Through the Rabbit Hole on Sunday on Periscope. Thank you very much. It's going to come out. Catherine is working editing magic on it to make it sound decent for your ears for this Thursday's release. I should have been up there on the Sunday. I got the ticket and everything. We waited. We waited an hour. But it, it got non-feasible with travel arrangements and everything, and it would have got a bit expensive. Uh, it would have been like two hundred pounds for the day. Truth, that ain't worth it. Not for not because yeah. we almost there was a point when me and Kath were going, do we cancel it? Because we had such terrible technical problems. We were going, we were going right. We might have to cancel this. We were getting close to making that call. But everybody who came was brilliant. Everybody who didn't come was brilliant. Everybody was brilliant. It sounded really good. Thank you. It was all right. It was. It was. Uh, we were both and, a little disappointed, but we got some good bits out of it. And could I ask a favour of you, Ian? Well, my I've got no spare rooms, but I know Kath has got. Um, I've got a playhouse. Yeah. No, it didn't. No. Like that. No. Do you know if I'm if talk radio does Rick experience? Oh, well, you're like the 88th person to ask me. Yes, th- who do they need to get in touch with, Catherine? Lauren.Webster at talkradio.co.uk Lauren.Webster at talkradio.co.uk If you mention, right, yes? I have to say that normally they take people who are stu- like a journalism student. Yes. And, you know, if you're under 18, you might as well forget about it. Okay. But well, what we're well, do- what, try. We're, what we're doing there is we're giving you the the, uh, the hard sell to see if the people are still determined enough to write on afterwards. Yeah. I'm actually 17 and a half. Well, I'm in that annoying age gap. Yeah. Give it a try. It's just that we've had people okay. approach us who've got, you know, who are 14, 13. It's just not going to happen. It just ain't going to happen. We, I'm flipping out. Do you know what? Um, we, we've had... Um, uh, I can't be bothered to finish that joke. Eben, thank you. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, Vinny, Jamie, Craig, I'll come to you in a minute. Yes, Keith. Uh, I heard there were some jobs going. Um, no, no. You know, I, no. I just thought, you know, I'm really, like, really keen and, um, you know, no. I, I can make... There, there are, there are I literally... Can make a great summer, I can really write... Yeah, there are literally no jobs. So I can, I, I can Thank do... you. Let's go to Vinny. Yes, Vinny. I heard your job is going. So, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, my job is going. Okay. How are you doing anyway? I'm doing really well, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. How's your wife and my kids? Sorry? <laughs> that's a bit That's a bit below the belt, Vin. You're better than that. You're better uh, than that, Vin. I thought you were a bit, the show was a bit shouty today. Yeah, so it was a little bit shouty. Well, the, it's, it's been all over the place. We had Tommy Cannon at the start of the show, and then we had, um, uh, uh, you know, some calls, and then we had a racist, and, and, and you know, it's... That's how it goes, Why isn't it? Why are you so angry? I'm not angry. You sound angry. No, I'm not angry. You sound angry on Twitter, anyway. Well, I, I'm not... How can you hear me on Twitter? Oh, uh, hmm? well, you know, the way you express... Uh, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting called a C-bomb by quite a few people. 
just ignore them. What? Just ignore them. Oh, okay. You know, I think you know all these are like racists and stuff. Yeah. If you just ignore them, yeah, they, they just uh, they, go they, away. they become president of the United States of America. Yeah, but he wasn't ignored. What? Well, well, yeah. Why? Why could? Why is this this hour? Is is, is um. As, as Breitbart nobbled me, because no one's no one's making any sense this hour at all. What's Breitbart again? Hmm. What's Breitbart? It, it, it's a really friendly news organisation run by really nice, cuddly people, former children's entertainers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh no, no. Is it, is it the one where you know, that person got sacked today? Wasn't it? Yeah, uh, Milo got sacked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he used to be quite funny on TV. You didn't you 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 um was it you that that made me first aware of Milo? Not Milo, the other one, Paul. Paul Watson, yeah. Mason, Paul Watson, Mason. You uh, you you, yeah. you sent me a video of his, did you? Yeah, I was uh, 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 uh someone oh, thanks, thanks for that because that that's paid off well. Uh, at least you got um, publicity now. Though. Well, yeah, but publicity from Nazis. I was kind of all right with low... We got, and we've got... There's a woman called Yasmin Stewart listening, right? Yeah. And she goes... She's... This is a ridiculous radio show. I found it so annoying. Can can this man let others speak? Boring. He is rude. And I've said... If you have a look, your radio might have a thing that lets you tune to another radio station. She's then replied... It was a link. I am still listening. It is like watching a train wreck. It is painfully awful. Let them talk. You are interviewing them. I'm, I'm not interviewing anyone. Uh, I'm, not intervie- I'm not interviewing anyone. It's a phone-in show. And, um... I, I, <laughs> when I want tips on broadcasting, I won't be asking you, Yasmin Stewart. Um, Yasmin, you're listening. And, and you're, you're, you listening online actually counts towards my listener figures. So... You you enjoy the car crash, baby, because you're paying, you're feeding my kids. So thank you, Yasmin. I thought it was uh, the radio, the adverts that pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if if we got the more people listening online, the bigger my numbers. Yeah. Okay, okay. okay. So, I'm just uh, tempted to play a record for the last half hour of the show because there's, suddenly there's a really weird vibe. Yeah, uh, uh, oh. I don't know. No, it's not a music-based station, is it? Sorry. It's not a music-based station, No, is it? no, but, there, you know, there are ways and means. Yeah, are you allowed to play music, though? If, if I feel the vibe is too dark, then yes, I can. Okay. All right, then. Hi. Well, thanks for calling, Vin. All right. That went well. Jeez, I mean... Uh, Craig. Ian. Craig. And Kath. Hey. How do? All right. How are you? Good, thanks. Ian. Yes. Astro Wars. You can get it as an app on the Android. Oh, can you? Yeah. There's like eight different classic games from that era, and uh, it works really well. That that's fantastic. Ah, uh, that's just a, one topic. Um, do you know racism in the seventies and all that? Yeah. I didn't know the black and white minstrels were blacked up. I thought they were black people. Well, there was one black person, Lenny Henry, yeah. but the rest were, um, were, were blacked up, yeah. 
I didn't pay attention because no. it was like music. Yep, yep. I just thought, oh, there's people singing. I didn't care. Um, people who make you laugh with just look at them. Mm -hmm. Well, Lola and Adi, obviously, both of them. Uh, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, I'm going to have that. Um, oh, you're missing out someone else who made you laugh on Laurel and Hardy. Oh, James Finlayson. James Finlayson with the double oh. take. His eyes, yeah. Yeah, we'll have that. And you, Rick Mail. No, I'm like... not having James Finlayson, because I don't think he could walk out in front of a thousand people in the theatre and get a big laugh by doing nothing. So, no, I'm not having that. What? Laurel and Hardy I will have, oh. yes. Laurel and Hardy I will have, yeah. Oh, we've been talking about Rick Mail. Rick yep. Mail. No. You, he makes you laugh just by looking at his face. No, I'm not. I'm not. And cer I'm certainly and not having Mr. Bean like loads of people are suggesting. Mr. Bean is not funny, guys. It is Rick not Mayle's funny. face without words is... Uh, that's a standard. It's, 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 it's not on the list. Well, it's on my list. It's not on the list. Well, I also had Les Dawson like Cass. Mm-hmm. And Not I also funny. had Russ Abbott, like a previous caller. Yeah, no, but I don't... And Russ Abbott is funny, but I don't think he, you, you, he could stand there and do nothing. I, I'm not having the it. racist Scotsman. He was hilarious. Um, see you, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the name of the character, see you, Jimmy. <laughs> no, so far we've got Frankie Howard, Eric Morgan, Bobby Ball, Tommy Cooper, Julie Walters and Laurel and Hardy. That's it. And that Tracy with her cat, why don't she give him liver salts? Whoa. I suggest. Well, I was going to suggest that, but I, then I thought actually she might do that. So no, don't well, you give know. your cats liver salts. Whatever happens, do well, not, not a, do it. Anyway. Do not do it. It will end in tears. Jamie. Oh, that was a bit of an anticlimax. <laughs> Jamie. Hi. Hi, Jamie. Hiya. Hiya. Um, feeling a little bit sheepish and Why? embarrassed, but why is that? Um, you know, um, because stuff happened the other night, didn't it? And, oh, you're um, that Jamie, right. Um, yeah, but referencing Evan's call, yeah. um, I agree you probably shouldn't advertise stuff you're going to do on Facebook and never, Twitter. Never, never, uh, youngsters, guys, <laughs> kids, don't, don't get involved in a, what was it, Snapchat bum yeah, party don't be putting your address anywhere. No, for goodness sakes. And also, you open the door, you don't recognise him, you say, me ain't coming in. And if they get Larry, you call the old Bill. That's, that's it. And I know that's, as a, uh, that's of course a 43-year-old man saying that. As a 17-year-old boy, would I have been quite so confident? Probably not. But that's what you do. I don't know you, you're not coming in. Thank you very much indeed. Bye-bye. Yeah, I mean, if you advertise anything on Facebook, you're going to, I've seen it happen to my, um, my teenage children's friends and the house has been wrecked. And well, uh, may, may, may I, may I, I, permit, right. And you have the right to say no here. Permission to make light of something very serious that happened recently. I was hoping you would. Well, you advertised you were going to kill yourself on Twitter and loads of people turned up. But um bum bum yeah, That was that was the point I was making. But um bum bum <laughs> But um bum bum <laughs> That's a tough joke. That's a tough joke to tell, isn't it? That's a tough I, joke to I, tell, but I it had to, uh, I'm glad uh, you, uh, you you took it in the spirit it was intended. I, I, I had a worse one, but I didn't know. There we go. But that's, uh, I think that's probably about as far as we can go, even though it's about you. <laughs> I think that's as far as we can go. But um, bum um, bum. I thought it'd just be interesting for people to hear me now, after what had happened, and yeah. the, following your conversation on um, prescribed medications, etc. Yes. I. I already. I think I'm a totally different person that called you the other night, and definitely different to the person that did what he did the night before that. But you sound a lot calmer. I feel a lot calmer. I feel... 
happier in myself. Yeah. Um, it's probably not going to last, but at the moment I'm embracing it. And what happened the other night, um, it, it, it's given me a kick up the bum to see how many people that are hurt and worried. And do you know what I mean? It's but the, I couldn't do that without the medications I'm being given. Yeah, yeah, no. So exactly. I don't see what I don't see. They are. They they are overprescribed, I think. Yeah, and I, I, I genuinely I believe that they are. I believe that, and, and it's. Yeah, but I don't think there's a big conspiracy. Right, the companies make money out of it, but um, you know, doctors quite often they've only got ten minutes to make an assessment on someone. Also, how long does it take to refer someone for treat? You know, for um, therapy. Oh, therapy. We, in some areas, I you can, can get it straight I away. Can some can take months. Yeah, go on. So I was asking for help before I took the first overdose. I took several months ago. I was asking for help. And I said I'd be. Re- they said I'd be referred. I was waiting and waiting and waiting, and nothing. And then I did what I did, and they couldn't jump quick enough. Yeah. Uh, but then yeah. they also let me down by using those medications that I that I um, that oh, I can't get my words out sometimes. Sorry, yeah, the right. medications. I, I I believe the medications are good. But they need to be used in the correct manner. They, uh, uh, well, yeah, and they don't work for everyone, and they should be used in uh, conjunction. Different with medications for different people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm good. I'm happy, and yeah. So I'm glad to hear it. And for to you personally, I mean, I thank but I thanked everyone. But to you personally, I'm sorry for the um, putting that huge, huge sting on you. You yeah, thank you. You shouldn't like now. I'm in my right mind. I can say it. I just you can, you I'm can so say that that was unfair. It, I just if someone did that to me, I would not be happy. I would do everything I can, like you did. But yeah. I would. Okay. What, but but but, but you know, I want. I, but you know, it happened and it happened, and I'm glad you're still alive, and I'm glad that you know that that uh, you know I, I, we're we're cool, Jamie. We are we are cool. Is I just I'm honestly saying. not sure why I sent you that message. Because the only t- I, I put goodbye on Facebook yeah. and I sent you that message and that was it. Well, there was something there was something going on in the back of your head. I'm glad you're alive, brother. Thank you. I'm glad to be alive, so I can just add one more person to your uh, listening figures. You know, yes, every is. little helps. We we need every little helps, Jamie. Even the racists and the Nazis. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The wild man of late night radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, Keith. Good evening. Good evening, Keith. Um. So, I don't want to belittle, like, you know, the the call you had previously. I mean, you know, that was amazing, and, you know, you've done really amazing things. But I wanted to um, think about someone who could walk on stage yeah. and make people laugh yeah. without doing anything. Yeah. It's Jerry Sadowitz. Give me... Give me 20 seconds with that. What are you thinking about for 20 seconds, or you want me to do 20 seconds of Jerry No, no don't, don't even do five seconds of Jerry Sadowitz. I'm, I'm thinking. Um, Jerry Sadowitz is a very, very, very funny man. I mean very funny he's also incredibly offensive i worked he did some bits and pieces on the 11 o'clock show 
Um, and I very nearly got him to come on to Absolute and, and do an interview. And then he kind of, he's a very private man. We nearly went out for lunch and then he cancelled it. He's very private. Um, and I've seen him do shows and I've seen half the audience get up and walk out. Um, uh, and I think he's brilliant. I think he's absolutely brilliant. And he's a, an amazing magician. Um, but I don't think he fits. I don't believe he fits this criteria, Keith. I think he has to do stuff. I can't, I can't, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen him, but him walking out and doing nothing? Nah, I'm not buying that. Well, I saw him a few years back, and he walked out on stage yes. at the Leicester Square Theatre in a pink dressing gown, yeah. smoking a big cigar yes. in a long blonde wig. Yes. He's doing quite a lot. That's not doing nothing. That's doing quite a lot. No, but he walked out, like, kind of, he just walked out, pretending to be Jimmy Savile, and, and, I mean... That, but, hey, Kath, you ain't, it, that, that ain't even the start of how offensive Sadowitz gets. That's, that's nothing. That is nothing. Weren't you recording well, that? Exactly Isn't that what you were you laughing said, at? But, like... You said someone who, who who does nothing to get a laugh. Uh, that's you know, doing he, something. He, he's doing an impression. He's doing an impression. Yeah, but it, it was it was minimal effort on his part. You know his act. You know how how absolutely hardcore he is. Yeah, but but that's still that, he that, just, he's gone out. He's done it. Uh, that's doing an impression. I, I cannot, Keith. Oh. Can, and, and, this is, and this is not in any way a criticism of, of Mr. Sadowitz. I said I think he's absolutely brilliant. I, 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 he's got balls of steel, uh, and it's you know him do, him walking out as as, as Savile to to start an hour long show. If he's starting from that point, imagine where he's going to end up. <laughs> he is he is brilliant, but that he's done an impression, Keith. You can't have that. <sighs> There's not many. I think we've got it. I think we've got the list. Well, Howard, um, Morecambe, Bobby Ball, Tommy Cooper, Julie Walters, Laurel and Hardy. That's it. What about Kaufman, Andy Kaufman? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I tell you what, there's a very, very funny clip, and it, this doesn't quite fit the criteria. There's a, there's a, do you know the Scottish comedian Phil Kay? Phil Kay? Yes. He, had a, he was kind of going to be big, and then he didn't, right? He had a brilliant gag, right? Uh, he, he had a, he, he'd do his set, and it was like stand-up, but it was very surreal kind of stand-up. Mm. And it went something like, um, right, now I'm going to go, but I'm only going to go when there's silence, okay? So you lot, you can, I just want to walk up in silence. You cannot make a sound, right? So just, and he would just stand there trying to get the audience to be quiet and they were wetting themselves laughing and, and it would die down and he'd go he'd go to leave and they start laughing he'd go and it was just and it could go on for 10 minutes because it's so uncomfortable oh it was majestic what a brilliant way to end a set you, you end a set you want to walk off to applause and cheers and stuff i'm only going to walk off when there's silence you've got no 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 not now you're doing it so, <laughs> so, and it would go on for ages it was just delicious i mean th the opposite of kind of what we're talking about here but um but just just delicious i, mean, I should see if he's around to come on to the show because he's, he's very funny i went to see phil k in um in glasgow once yeah. i was i was there i was there for work 
and I saw that Phil Kay was was performing somewhere, and yes. I was like, oh, I used to love him in in the nineties, and this was like sort of mid two thousand or something. Yeah, like. yeah. And 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 I was like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm gonna go and see him. So I went. I, I turned up in this pub, and I got there early. I had had a drink, and um, so, you know, it was a really like probably one of the most difficult gigs I've ever seen any comedian do. Yeah, because. People didn't really know him, and 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 there was like this sort of group of people who who were just like talking through the whole gig, and and he he kind of worked through his material, and it was like it was, it, it was just difficult, you know. And the whole time I was just like, please, just like shut the up, you know, just just you know let him get through it, and 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 it was it was hard work, but um, he got through it, and personally, you know, I enjoyed it, but. I just thought it was a little bit unfair from the people who well, were there yeah. in, the, in the gig at the same time. Yeah, there's no, there's that, that, that's rude, Keith. That's bad manners. That's what that is. It was bad manners, the group that were doing that. Last 20 minutes of the show, dear listener. Uh, get, get on Twitter. Ian, don't try and troll Paul Watson. You'll get wrecked as bad as Dom Jolly. You're not coming from a position of strength here, dude. I'm not trying to troll him. Free speech, anyone? The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Five gold rings! Oh. Yep. That reminds me. Hello. Bit of business. You wanted yes. to mention the pods. Oh, I wanted to mention that an hour ago. <laughs> um, what did I, I don't know what I to say about the pods. Oh, that we've worked out how to um, rig oh. the system. I was going to say, anyway, we've released, um, we're going to start doing, maybe every day, maybe every other day, little bonus um, pods that we're just, on a whim, if I come in and I'm feeling sprightly or Catherine's feeling perky, we will uh, encourage the other one to go into a little sound booth and record a little 7, 10, 12 minute pod, just, you know, whatever. So it'll be stuff that um, hasn't been broadcast on the show that you won't have heard, it's just us chatting and it might be us talking about... Uh, what we've got coming up in the show or what we might have coming up in the week or setting up st- it might it might be something it might be nothing i don't know it might develop into something um uh, uh, bigger um or it might fizzle out into nothing i don't know but i just i just was just thinking that this is the best because i was talking at the university the other day and I, I came out of the line and as i said it i thought well, that sounds a bit um cheesy but actually it's true this is the best job this is the best job in the world i get paid um handsomely not masses but i get paid i get paid very very well to sit here for three hours and uh, uh and talk and talk to the people on periscope and talk to you dear listener maybe you're in your bed you're in your bath you're in your car you're in your truck you're at work i don't know where you are you're at your desk i'm i am get i get paid to talk to you um and we also do the rabbit hole which is a little thing that we do on our own and and you know uh, that might you know that might might turn a a few quid at some point um coming to manchester soon don't forget um uh and talking's easy so let's do a bit more of it so we're gonna start doing little um little bonus uh podcasts we did one today i suspect we might do one tomorrow because we're interviewing uh, bernie clifton so we might we'll be in the studio so we might as well just record some bits and pieces as well oh, i'm going for a hearing test tomorrow get my ears checked out oh really yeah boots isn't it, it okay. for free. it's a good idea um uh um so we're doing that and yeah we, we found we found out how to rig 
the iTunes chart. So I was going through the iTunes chart, and th- this podcast, we've been focusing on the rabbit show a bit, and we mustn't forget this, because this is the day job, this is the wage, this is the thing that pays the mortgage and feeds the kids. Okay, The rabbit hole is lovely, but that's kind of a nice little sideline. This is this is the job, and I must never forget that. Um, and I've not been plugging these pods as much as I'd like to, and I'm scratching my head a bit with these podcasts, because we, we get about 8,000 downloads a show, something like that, and it was growing, it was growing, it was growing. And then it got to about eight, eight and a half thousand. And it sort of stopped at that. And we've sort of plateaued. And I don't know how, what we can do to increase that. We need, how we find a new audience. So any suggestions would be gratefully appreciated. Um, but I noticed today that we'd dropped out of the top 150 on iTunes. We dropped out of the top 150 on iTunes. So I, and I'm experimenting with other ways of communicating with people. So we've got Periscope, but I was experimenting with Facebook Live today, facebook.com forward slash Ian Lee. And um, we posted them. We can post rabbit hole stuff on the rabbit hole page. And, and, and I've got a record label. and I, I was experimenting with videos on there and different times of the day. As, because for the record label, it's mainly Americans that buy our stuff. So you do it later in the day. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of enjoying playing around with the old social media. And... Um, um, so I said on the, uh, it, it was in Costa and Nero and I said, um, can you do us a favor on the, the Facebook live? Can you do me a favor? If you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, could you unsubscribe, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe. So you're doing it twice. You uns- unsubscribe, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe. Okay. And just to see if that bumps us up the charts a bit. What, what number are we now? We were, we were 10. We got, we got, we, we went up to number 40. Then they got to number 23, then number 12, and then it was number 10 before yeah. the show. Yeah. Because the iTunes chart is not based on numbers of downloads. It's based on ratings, reviews, and new subscribers. So, if, you know, if even a, a, a few hundred people unsubscribe, subscribe. Imagine 200 people. Unsubscribe, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe. That's 400 new subscribers. That And that's, that just pushes it... Straight up into the charts. It's crazy, isn't it? It's a stupid system. You think it'd just be on numbers, you know? I don't understand why it's not. Uh, so there is a daily podcast of this show. There will quite possibly be two daily podcasts of the show, the radio show and stuff. Before also there'll be interviews. The the Tommy Cannon interview will go out as a podcast, uh, standalone uh, 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 podcast on its own. You can get it on iTunes. You can get it on Pocket Cast. You can get it on all the usual places. And we're mentioning the rabbit hole. It's another little show we do. It's a pre-recorded phoning show recorded live in front of a live studio audience. And the next one, I think, is March the 26th, the Sunday, is in uh, London. And there's uh, we've sold half the tickets for that. And then we're going to Manchester on Saturday, May the 6th, at the Three Minute Theatre, which apparently, I don't know it, but a friend of mine has, has found it. And apparently it's a beautiful little theatre. It only holds 65, so it'll be a nice, intimate... They've got strong Wi-Fi. God, they've got strong Wi-Fi. Yeah. I'm hoping they've got people who know what they're doing as well. Um, and so we're going to go and record um, there. There are tickets available for both. Um, the Manchester tickets have to be a little bit more because we've got to pay for petrol in a hotel. Um, ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian, I-A-I-N dash Lee. Ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian Dash Lee, if you want to buy some tickets for that, is the thing. I've not looked in any of the. Oh, boobs. Um, <laughs> I, well, no, I was saying that I did read the. Um, oh, here we go. There's a, someone's doing a selfie with the Pope. 
You seen that? You seen that? That's weird. Look at that picture. A kid with the Pope. Oh yeah, what's he taking? It's a, a kid reaching the... round, reaching around for a Pope, but not the first time. Oi! The Pope's patience was pushed to the limit when a cheeky boy interrupted a speech to take a selfie. The pontiff was visiting the Church of St Mary Josepha of the Heart of Jesus in Rome when the lad reached from behind to grab a picture. Pope Francis is known... Now, I don't understand this sentence. Go on. Pope Francis is known to have a strong selfie game. Oh. It means that he's, <sighs> he's not averse to having a selfie taken. And he knows his angles. And regularly posts pictures to his own Instagram account, Faniscus, which has 3.6 million followers. Gosh. Hey! Oh, brilliant! Let's get her in. Natasha Bedingfield's coming back. Oh, hurrah. Natasha Bedingfield has promised to retake her pop crown this year with the release of a fourth CD. Hey, here we go, here we go. A CD, how quaint. The singer, sister of dance star Daniel, I gotta get through this, says she's close to delivering a new album. While her solo career has stalled, she's been penning tunes for others, including Nicki Minaj. Oh. Nicki Minaj a toi is what I would call an album if I were to release one, and it was full of Nicki Minaj songs. She'd planned to release the album in 2015, but it was shelved until now. Speaking at the Warner Music After Party, she said, I'm always doing stuff under the radar, and I really care a lot about my fans. Don't get her on the show. So it's all about just getting to that point, and it'll explode. Um, I did read the mail in the um, um, Sun today, and there's not a lot... Um, there's not a lot in there, really. Um, what you got planned for tomorrow, boys? Tomorrow, I've got to go and tune my dad's guitar. Yeah. That's a, Oh. Uh, yeah, because he's not played it for a while. He broke his finger, so... Is that when he broke his ribs? No, that was another occasion. Right. I can't remember how what he did that. What guitar? Is it electric? Acoustic? No, he's got an acoustic guitar, and it's not a very good one, and it's got very, very hard strings, so... Why does he want to play guitar? Because he's um, always wanted to. He's always been a music fan. And I said, crack on, Dad. Yeah. Because shoulda, woulda, coulda. It's a waste of time, isn't it? Yeah. yeah so. That's a good song, that. <laughs> it was all right. Who was that? That was um, Beverly shoulda, Knight. Shoulda, woulda, yep. Beverly Knight. Um, and I had a guitar and uh, I told, I encouraged him. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, I'm going to go and uh, do that. Uh, I'll probably make a podcast or three and uh, try and fit in some sleep at some point. How romantic is this? Shopper Anne Russell proposed to boyfriend Robin in his favourite discount store. Anne, 48, popped the question in B&M's. Oh. B&M's. You see, the, I've never seen a B&M store, but I've seen the trucks. Robin said, I walked in for a pan, came out with a fiancé. Anne from Dartford and Kent said, it was perfect. Oh, she just felt the moment. B&M's. What does that stand for? I think it's a name. I think it's surnames. Yeah. B and Q is block and quail. Let me look. B and M European retail value. Blah blah blah. Ah, Billington and Mayman. A builder. Here you go, Kath, this is one for you. A builder who kept calling in sick... What? ...after partying too hard <gasps> has been given a celebration cake for working five days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, that is the pot calling the kettle a hypochondriac, isn't that, it? Whoa, who are you talking to? You. When was the last time I had a day off sick? When was the last time I had a day off sick? The other day? No. Yes, I did. No, me. It was Jake Mosley's first full week of working. You see, if, if I hadn't have had that day off sick, I would have lost my voice and I'd have had to have two weeks I'm not, off. I'm not challenging you for it. You're well, you suggesting are. I'm sick now and I've not had a day off sick since we came here. Not here you haven't because you know that this is commercial. It's not the BBC where you can get away with that kind well, of also, stuff. Well, also, I have a less forward-facing Your contract runs here. out in like a week or something, doesn't it? So you've got, you've got to keep um, coming in. But I, I reckon second week of March, I'm not feeling too no. well. No. I'm not feeling too well. I don't think I'll be able to make it in for What's it. What's that so. voice? That's your voice. It was Jake Mosley's first full week of working since he started his new job three months ago. And after um, blowing out the candles on the cake from his colleagues, the laughing labourer said, I've turned over a leaf now, a new leaf now. The cake was funny, but it also made me realise I finally got to get my arse in gear. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> 20, had missed every Monday and Tuesday oh, with man. extreme hangovers since joining the Bristol firm. He added, I guess I do go out a bit too much at the weekends. Sometimes I'd only manage to make it into work on a Wednesday. Workmate Jack McGan- McGannity, 25, who presented Jake with the cake, did a little, little, um, in front of other colleagues. That was a good act. Rolf Harris, Jake the Peg. He bought that off a fella, that act. He saw a fella doing it in a a nightclub in Australia, and um, he said to the fella afterwards, that that act, and the bloke went, it's it's not working for me, I can't. And Rolf said, I'll buy it off you, I'll buy the act off you, I'll I'll take it, you know, I think I can make that work. And he did, he made it. It's a brilliant act. The extra leg. Diddle, 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 um. (laughs) It's a brilliant act. You know, whatever you think of Rolf, that is a brilliant act. Mm Mm-hmm. That Just like Bernie Clifton with the comedy ostrich. That's a brilliant act. Yeah. And the um, uh, Norman Collier with the cutting out microphone. Yeah. Um, boss, Matt Bishop, 35, explained he kept Jake on despite his rotten attendance because he was a great worker when he's here. He had it. It's normal for labourers in the construction. It's not been a bit elitist there. He might talk, he might be posh. It's normal for labourers in the construction industry to do what they want. Jake never completed a full week, but I prefer taking a more relaxed approach. It's important to have a happy outlook and remain positive. <laughs> Guys, peace and love. We've seen the dark side uh, tonight. We've seen the light side. We've seen the dark side. Let's let's um, wallow in the light. Remember, just a few hours ago, we were inviting Tommy Cannon of Cannon and Ball on the show. And boy, oh boy, isn't it delight. Uh, more delights abound with uh, Bernie Clifton coming up later on in the week. Tomorrow, oh, t- tomorrow at 10 o'clock, we've got um, Chris Difford um, from uh, Squeeze. So my homework, get, get this, my homework tomorrow is trying to remember the time I saw Squeeze supporting the kinks at the uh, to Alexandra Palace and listening to Squeeze records. It, it really is the ideal job. Thank you, Edward. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, a dear listener. And uh, to all the new listeners, I appreciate you uh, listening, even though some of you think the show is a load of old crud. Thank you very much <laughs> indeed. Don't forget the podcast, Two Mics Up Net. We're back tonight at 10 o'clock. Till then, ta-ta. Talk Radio. Join the Talk Nation. Dial up and talk radio. We'll get you talking.